Welcome to the Pops Culture Podcast. Real quick, we are brought to you by Dad Bod Clothing. Go to dadbodclothing.com. Uh, I think it's dadbod.com. And uh, purchase anything on there with using the promo code POPS, and you will get 10% off of your order. So go and support them because they're supporting us. And speaking of supporting us, uh, please do go to our uh, Instagram page and like our stories. And also, more importantly, go to iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play and um support the podcast by subscribing and telling your friends to do so as well if you have dads who you know who want to subscribe or friends who like pop culture uh or like podcasts just subscribe it's yeah, a fun subscribe, place subscribe leave us a rating leave us a review yeah do all that it stuff helps us out all that stuff helps us out so anyway oh man uh we were talking earlier about our children and how they are uh different with the way that <laughs> one to number two was different for daring purposes and things like that yeah. where my daughter's number two and she is leaps and bounds at two years old more than my son was at two years old as far as what she'll do yeah and your your middle child now is the same way yeah my four-year-old is such the daredevil way more than my 10 year old do you have a feeling or a, yeah do you have a nervousness about your number three what she's gonna be like yeah yeah, she's already pushing the limits. Really? Yeah, at eight months, she's... Uh, Can she crawl and stuff? I mean, she's crawling, and she's standing. Like, she'll crawl over to the wall and just walk up the wall with her hands and then stand <laughs> up. Yeah. And so she's standing there. She can't walk, She, you know, but she can stand there and yell at me. <laughs> Top of her lung. Ah! Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> you, uh... But, yeah, she's, she's like leaps and bounds. I... I always tell people, like, when I was the first, when I first became a dad, everyone's like, oh, cherish this time now when they're not running around and, and walking and all that stuff because it's so much easier. Yeah. And it is, but the thing I always think about is crawling isn't the problem, walking isn't the problem, it's climbing on stuff is the problem because at first they have no idea that, like, this will hurt you. Mm-hmm. And my, sure. my daughter still has no idea of that, but she's just like... Dude, she climbs on stuff. I'm like, there's no way you're getting up there. And it's funny because I have this like six cents for it. I know when she's going to fall. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I realize, I'm like, oh, she's going to fall. And I'm like, dumb shit, go over there. She's going to fall. But yeah. then she falls. <laughs> and then she falls. And she literally just looks at me and she goes, I fell, daddy. And then starts running around again where my son's like, okay, I fell. I'm going to need ointment. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to, you know. He's yeah. and, he, and it's funny because like he's I see other kids and I'm like oh my god these other kids are such like wusses about stuff so like 
It's not like I think my son's a total wuss, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, shake it off. <laughs> Walk it off. Yeah, man. Dude, come on. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my 10-year-old asked me to bandage his legs today. <laughs> he, he biffed on his scooter, and so that was a... That was, I just looked at him and, are you ble- I can't see blood, so no, I'm not going to bandage you up, because that's... <laughs> my wife literally uses duct tape on my son. He falls. She just throws like a little napkin and puts some duct tape on it. Yep. She's like, there you go, buddy. That's the best you're going to get for bandages. All I, all I could think, all I could think was that, uh, was it old school? Where, yeah. Where, where's the seatbelt in the- <laughs> You're in the back seat. Dude, do you remember, Eric and I played semi-pro football together for seven years. Do you remember Hoggett and Hanner? Oh, how could I forget those guys? These two guys we played with were hilarious. They were really good dudes, but they were nuts. Like, like, not in like the, oh, let's go and like, they're going to go hit somebody and like be crazy. Like, they were nuts in a weird way. And one time, literally, Hoggett, who played offensive line, hurt his leg and Hanner walked up to him and was literally rubbing dirt on his leg. And that's the old adage, like, you know, I'll just rub some dirt on it and get back out there. And and, and Hoggett actually, just, he's like, dude, what are you doing? He goes, I'm rubbing dirt on it. Like, he literally thought that was, was going to fix it. going to fix it. Yeah, <laughs> rub some dirt on it. We'll be good, right? Oh, and, and I feel like I, I want to teach my son that, but my son is so literal that he might do the same thing. Yeah. And then, like, get some sort of, like, weird <laughs> in mud infection. infection because he's rubbing dirt on open wounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> or my daughter will do it to him. Because she's an agent of chaos. Yeah. It's, dude, I, it's funny, like, I, I, I always thought that kids are fun, what they are. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, like, there's, it's like dark matter in the universe. You have to fill in, there's always something filling in the gaps. I didn't right. realize the filling in the gaps is, you know, them throwing food and uh, I've never had meals before where I'm like, no, don't do that. No, stop. Don't do that. Stop it. Your sister's fine. No, the, I keep trying to teach my son to ignore her when she does crazy stuff. But then I realized he probably doesn't know what that word means. Right. So he's like, he, he told me one time, like she did something and he like told her to stop. He goes, dad, I'm ignoring her. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> that's the opposite. Yeah, that's what the opposite. That <laughs> you're engaging. It's a difference. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I really would love to crawl inside my kid's head one day. Just, <laughs> just to, see to what, understand what's yeah, going on. Yeah, just to see like how much of it is like Charlie Brown's teacher. Yeah, I I, con- mean, I constantly I'm like they they do stuff and I think I'm like was I like this? Was this is how my parents? <laughs> my did? mom says yeah. I was. Was I like this? Because I can't remember. Like I, sometimes I think you know, and I remember me and my sister doing stupid things. But I always, I'm like, did, was I this crazy? And I think about that with my kids all the time. It's like, am I, was I this crazy? Did I used to do flips on the couch and fall <laughs> off? Like, I have a distinct, a distinct knowledge of what it sounds like when my son's head bounces off the tile <laughs> in my house. Dude, that is the worst it's noise. The worst noise, yeah. and I and I've heard it way too many times. It sounds like you dropped a bass from ten feet up. <laughs> Exactly. And I'm like, and I know what it sounds like. And every time I hear it, like sometimes I see it happen, but at other times I just hear it. And out of the back, I'm like, oh, and I run over there and he's just holding his head. And he's like, ah, dad. <laughs> I'm like, you hit your head. What, what were you doing? I was jumping off the ottoman onto the tile. <laughs> Why is that a good idea? Because you have socks on. And <laughs> zip. There you go. 
Yep. So, yeah, that's a constant... It's a constant battle to tell my four-year-old not to jump or flip or run or just... He's crazy. He's just... He's, he's a 100 daredevil. miles an hour. He's a daredevil. My mom did the thing that, like, I know she's been waiting years to say. <laughs> she's like, yeah, it's finally fun to watch it and get payback for all the things you did. And she said it at the time when, like, something was going on and, like... And I, you were not I didn't in the say mood. it to her, but I wanted to be like... Shut the shut up! <laughs> that shit is not helping. No, <laughs> like well, I didn't. No, but yeah, I'm like cool, mom. Yeah, you win, you win. My kids are as bad as I was. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, it's like it was funny. It's like both of our kids are not bad. No, they're great kids. Like and they're they're really easy. And I've seen some kids in public. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. damn. So like we have it pretty easy. I can't imagine being one of those parents who has a kid that like won't. You can't go to the store with them. No. Because they freak out or they throw a tantrum. One time, I think I don't know if I told the story or not, my son, we went to Rubio's, the Mexican spot over here, and my wife and I, my, my, my daughter was home with my mom, and we just took my son out for some reason to do something, and my mom's like, oh, I'll, I'll watch your daughter. So yeah. we're just taking him. We're like, hey, you know what? Let's be cool. Let's go to Rubio's. We'll get some tacos and stuff to go, and we'll bring him home to your sister and bring my mom some food. And he, like, thought we were going to eat at Rubio's. So, like, he's, like, picking out a table while I'm waiting for my food. I'm like, all right, man, we got our stuff. Let's go. And he was like, no. We're like, yeah, we're going. And it was a semi-packed. He does, he's never done this before. He's never done it since. He, like, flopped on the ground. He was like, no. <laughs> and I, like, was halfway across the restaurant with my wife. And I just said, I go, leave him. <laughs> you can tell who were the parents in the room because some people laughed. And the rest of them looked at me horrified. <laughs> I was like, leave him. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I'm that dad who just yells. Yeah, it's it's. I do the quiet yelling. I go and go get your ass off the floor. Do not embarrass me. Yeah, I don't like super yell unless it's. Sometimes I use the coaching voice because I coach, you know, (laughs) the pop pop kids, and that voice comes out every once in a while when we're at like a restaurant or a, a store of some sort. It comes out all the time when we, whenever we went to Toys R Us. Oh, I'll bet. And it's sometimes at Target. You yeah. gotta just yell at the kids or they're running around with things and just put it back. Don't pick that up. <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, my dad used to threaten to break our toys. And I thought <laughs> it was so mean. And then one day I told my son, <laughs> you can either put that away or I can break it. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so hard not to do the things your parents do. Yeah. I mean, good or bad, you're going to do them. For, try, yeah. Try to do the good. Try not to do the bad, but you start realizing the bad sometimes is a necessity. <laughs> it is. Like, you have to take it to the point where they understand that you're serious. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> my oldest is, uh, he plays games, and he plays them in his room, and he has a headset, and he he's a loud kid and he can't adjust his volume his so he's talking to people on the headset and it's like he's yelling at them <laughs> and you know my eight-month-old needs to take a nap and so he is yelling at the t- like i've gone in there so many times so many times to tell him to be quiet it's just at some point you just have to yell at him so he understands that you're serious yeah. after the eighth time you're in there and you know what i noticed though is like honestly the thing about the yelling is 
I feel like there should be a little bit of fear in them. Yeah. For one, just for like for for disciplinary purposes, like my wife every once in a while be like, Well, I guess I'll tell dad about this when he gets home and you know, the old adage of right. like, scaring you because of dad. I used to think like, oh, that's so terrible. I used to be afraid my dad would come home from work. I'm never going to do that. Now I'm like, yeah, use that shit. <laughs> like, make it. It's yeah. cool. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> and, and like, literally, like, my daughter today, we were we were at the store and she was, I let her push her little stroller with her little baby in it because I was only picking a couple things up. I need a cart. And she started running around the parking lot thinking it was a game. And like, she's not quite accustomed to my serious or like you said, your coaching voice. Yeah. Yet, yeah. Where my son is. If I told him, I was like, stop. He was just like, freeze right where i'm like stop to her she's giggles and it's like chase me daddy yeah. and i'm like no no <laughs> yeah she she's got down the idea that like i'm adorable daddy loves me <laughs> i'm gonna do what i want to do so like she's not quite accustomed to the uh to the rough the rough daddy yet yeah so that's gonna be an uphill battle also because she is so tough and likes to be so tactile with everything like not that i would ever spank my i don't ever spank my kids and i don't do that kind of stuff but like being serious with her, I think she thinks it's like a precursor to wrestling. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'll grab her arm and be like, hey, come here. She's like, yay, what are we doing? And it's like, no, don't be happy. We're it's not being not, happy no. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's something I worry about with, because whenever, my oldest, when I use my serious voice, it's a, it yeah. gets his attention. And then, my four-year-old, he's still kind of figuring it out, but he's to the point where it gets his attention now, too. And so I only have to, like, in parking lots, <laughs> car, stop, and they, they right. understand that. Right. But I see it. It's easier for me, I think, than uh, my wife because she's, you know. She's a soft voice, too. She does, and then, like, she'll bring up her voice, and, like, they don't... It's Sometimes they acknowledge her, sometimes they don't, but I've only seen her lose it a few times, and the boys both know when she gets yeah. to that point, okay, it's time to stop. It's funny, that's how it was <laughs> in my house, too, because my dad was definitely a disciplinarian, but if my mom got mad, I was like, oh, we really screwed up, because yeah. mom's got a real long fuse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Your wife has a very comically cute, high-pitched voice when she gets excited, though. <laughs> I can't see her being intimidating at all. Yeah, it's tough, and that's I think that's why she gets to that point. Like, they just don't listen and don't listen, and then she's just done. She has that, like, dog whistle thing, like, where she's like, oh, my God. It's like a super high. You're like, is she still talking? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And if uh, if it's like been long and a long day and, uh, she, you know, she hasn't had her coffee and she's tired <laughs> and the baby is being grumps and then the boys all of a sudden they get into their groove and start wearing on her nerves, it's her short, her long fuse becomes a very short fuse. <laughs> yeah. It's usually the ones like your wife who have that, that cute high pitched voice that you don't want to mess with. Yeah. Cause you know, they're only nice, they're only nice for so long. And it's great. Yeah. She's nice well, she all works the time. In the medical field too. So yeah. she sees all kinds of horrible things. I feel like people who see bad stuff all the time when they're really positive, they can go dark real quick. <laughs> So it's yeah. like, she can unload on you. you have any idea what I've seen? <laughs> <laughs> well, my wife works in a cubicle all day, so she's just kind of like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'll come home, dude, and they're like, there's toys everywhere. And I'm I'm not, the, like, scrub clean. My wife's the one who scrubs, cleans. Yeah. I'm neat and tidy clean. I do dishes and laundry every day and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Pick up everything. I literally come home from work at night. And as I walk in the door, I hear her go, okay, 
there's an explanation for what's going on in here. And I literally am like, I'm going to go to the store or something. When I come home, let's just let's have there be no explanation. Let's get this figured out. Because <laughs> I can't deal with it. And yeah. cause she's just like, I don't care. Let them play with all their toys. I'm like, that's fine. But yeah. they got to learn to put them away too, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Her wives are pretty much the same. Yeah. Just like... I'll go away or go see a movie or something and y'all come back and it'll just be <laughs> like, where did this tornado come from? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, just the kids. And <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Every once in a while she comes over from work before I go to work in the afternoon and I'm like, Hey, look how clean the house is. <laughs> it's a nice one. It's clean. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then she just kind of shoots me to look like I'm an idiot. And then yeah. I go to work. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> because she knows that, you know, I am an idiot, and my opinion doesn't really matter. (laughs) Hilarious. Oh, well. (laughs) Um, I was going to ask you, uh, uh, we were talking about um, TV shows Mm. earlier, and we were talking about, um, like, different ones our kids can watch. We... I was thinking about this, like, we, every once in a while we try to have, like, little themes on here, and I don't really think of this as a theme, but I I was thinking about this question, I thought it'd be perfect to ask you on our show. What TV dads did you like growing up? Like, like, who did you, like, identify with as being, like, a real dad? And who did you think was just... There was just no way. The real dads. That's... Uh, I'm just... I'm, now I'm just completely scanning, like, all the shows I used to watch. And Let me help. Al Bundy, to me, was pretty weird, real. Yeah. But, more but like, I didn't get to watch a lot of Al Bundy. Oh, you didn't? That was still, like, a... My parents watched that show, and I wasn't quite old enough to... Okay. For them to let me watch it. My parents let me watch a lot of terrible TV I shouldn't have watched, so I got to watch all But I think... <laughs> like I'll... when, uh, as an example, when Living Color first came on. Yeah. That was like the rage. Like, all I wanted yeah. to do was watch it, so my parents wouldn't let me watch it. Yeah, Living Color was, I think, either the lead-in or, it, or Married with Children was the lead-in for that. I used yeah, to watch all it of was it. On, yeah, Simpsons, that, and Living, Living Color, Color, yeah. Um, my thing was, I, I, I thought Al Bundy was uh, realistic in the way that he spoke out loud for things that men usually would think in their heads. Yeah. But at the same time, like as much as like over the top as like Mike Seaver was like with, uh, what was that show with, um, Michael J. Fox, um, Grown family ties, family ties. He was like very over the top, like peaceful hippie guy. Yeah. where it's like, it was almost like, okay, he's that guy, but it's a little bit played up. Yeah. That's how I think Al Bundy kind of was, was like, that's how a lot of guys are, but that's it's obviously a caricature of that. Right. But I felt like Al Bundy was one that was pretty real. Yeah. Uh, and I, I agree with that. Uh, Cosby? Cosby was definitely real. And that's tough to say, like, now. Because it's like a... Yeah, it's really bad. But <laughs> <a> real-ass rapist. <laughs> Allegedly. Did he write that show? I think so. Was he a writer on that show? I'm 99.9% sure he was a writer. Because I feel like that show really... I mean what it did for you know the whole black family positive role model show but i felt like it was just a positive role model show period like that's what i think it was race. that's what i think was the big the big thing about the race though i think it was it showed white people like you know because i mean literally as dumb as i think in california we live in this bubble where like when people say that are really obvious stuff to us we're like yeah well i think literally there was people in middle america and other places where you're like yeah, black families are like this. And people yeah. are like, really? Yeah, I can see that. You know, totally. so I think totally. that I think it did a lot for race relations, not only having yeah. African Americans be able to identify with it. I think it was also when they're like, 
white people were like, oh, they're just like us. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, people too. Yeah. They could be lawyers. Yeah, like jobs yeah. and doctors. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that was a lot of it. And I think it showed a positive image for um, a lot of, back then, a lot of the, the things that were being blamed on a lot of society was the breaking up of the family, especially in the black community. Yeah. Or having a mother and, and father together. Together, yeah. yeah I think That's that was a cool. big thing, yeah. Yeah. That was a good, that was, he was a good dad. And uh, I, I, Mike Seaver was a good dad, too. I thought he was a good dad. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Phil on Fresh Prince was a good dad, I feel. And that was another one. That was another one. Because it was like it showed that a dad, father figure, doesn't have to be your actual father. father. And they never talk about the fact that Will didn't have a dad. Yeah. Because it was his mom. His mom him. sent him yeah. away. I, don't, I think they probably touched on what happened to his dad at some point, maybe. Because I know his mom had made a couple appearances. How, that show ran for a long time. It did. That was... Yeah. It did. That I watched that. That was a, a, a show. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I never watched the one with the, the guy who was the cop in Die Hard. Yeah, that's the one Urkel. I was just going to bring um, up. It was Family Family Matters? Family Matters. I never family watched that matters. one because I couldn't stand Urkel. Yeah, that, that character evolved strangely on that show. When they... He was the white... He, he was, was the such a... Yeah, he was such a, like, an oddball character when it first, like, happened, and... Everybody loved him, so he, yeah. he like took over the show. Like Kramer. Yeah, I feel like when the show started, though, it was like the family was definitely identifiable. Like, yeah, the dad was the working dad, and the mom they they both had full time jobs, and yeah, so like he was a good dad. I feel like he was like that role model dad that you could like see. I think it kind of took Cosby idea of Cosby and not just because they were black, but the idea of Cosby of having a black family, but having it be like more of a blue collar family where the yeah. Cosby's lives in a brownstone, this lawyer and a doctor. It was like, they were rich. So it's kind of like in a way, like, yeah, we can be the Cosby's, but we could also be this. Yeah. And I feel like that was, in a way was the same kind of positive message where it's like, if you're middle-class, you're still killing it because you don't have to be doctors and lawyers. Yeah. Um, there was one I just thought of when you said uh, uncle Phil that, that made me think of, a uh, um, was, um, um, Roseanne, um, uh, John Goodman, John Goodman. On yeah. Roseanne. He was very realistic too, because the same thing I remember we were talking about, about like you doing your, your dad voice. There was times in that show. Cause Roseanne was like the, the sort of the head of the household yeah. when he had to put the hammer down. And that was like, those were shows were like the, you know, the, the obligatory, very special episode. Yeah. Of Roseanne. Yeah, you, <laughs> remember like, those. you remember those. Yeah. yeah. Dan kicks DJ in the ass. Yeah, on this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was that kind of an episode. And I remember thinking those ones like, I was like, yeah, he's a lot like my dad now. Except my dad was, you know, brought the hammer all the time. But, but <laughs> all that the time. guy, yeah. But but I was like, yeah, that's that's very much like a dad. And and he was, it was realistic in the problems they had and stuff. That like was that yeah. That show was really down to earth and it was middle class, definitely family. You know, the lower ha- middle class. Yeah, really, yeah. You know, they both. You know, the three they had three kids in that show. They had there was the two daughters and DJ and DJ. And right. Then they, then they took in the one daughter and her husband. Which was another realistic thing where kids just live with their parents forever. Right. And then, yeah. And, it, and the other thing, too, was... That I mean, show's back on the air now. I haven't watched it yet. I heard it's pretty good. I saw a couple yeah, this, parts and pieces of episodes. I haven't really seen one. Yeah, I haven't watched it either, but I, I heard good things about it. it I think but they, I love, you know, my parents, parents, parents for starting that show all the time. Did they? Yeah. They don't get enough credit for starting the, uh, the grunge flannel scene. <laughs> Dan wore flannel every show. Yeah. Yeah. Like all those. I remember all of them. Uh, and what's is funny, the, the guy that's the main actor from, I remember uh, the main actor from Big Bang Theory, 
Uh, yeah. Leonard. Uh, I forget what his name is, actual. John Galicki. Galicki. He was on that show. He was, he was Darlene's boyfriend. The one that moved in with him. Yeah. yeah. And he was like a major role in that show as it towards the end. Yeah, they actually were talking about whether or not he was going to come back. Yeah, and that's what one. I was wondering too. If, yeah, but he, he's... Dude, he makes like, something like, they make something like $4 million that, an episode yeah, or show. something. Yeah, that Yeah, I can't yeah. wait for that show to be over with. <laughs> like seriously, I watch it every week and I'm just like, right, this show needs to end. Is it becoming like how you used to hate The Office because it's just like the same love story over and over again? Yeah, it's, it went because when, I didn't start watching Big Bang Theory until like the third season. Yeah. And the first three seasons were amazing. Because it was about these nerdy kids and doctors at, you know, this university and they were just doing things and it wasn't, you know, they were talking about video games and movies and pop culture and, you know, it's kind of like what we talk about. But then all of a sudden they all got older and they all got girlfriends and slow, like the past four seasons has been slowly of them all becoming adults and getting married and having kids. And that's not what I watched that show for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they, they throw the obligatory, like, Comic-Con episode or every once in a while. And the the one character has a comic book store, and they go in there every once in a while. But still, it's yeah. not what it used to be. That's a typical Chuck Lorre. Is it Chuck Lorre? Chuck Lorre, yeah. yeah it's a typical Chuck Lorre-style show, though, where it's like you follow the characters on a long arc, and it's not just a like Seinfeld where it's like serialized of the characters every week. Seinfeld yeah. started to do that near the end because I think they ran out of ideas unless they were having an actual uh, thir- uh, thread going through the show. Yeah. Or like Elaine's jobs and things like that. George's yeah. marriage and everything like that. But yeah. Um, those are, those, those, see those, both those shows, Big Bang and Seinfeld are shows that don't actually really have the parents are like more like fall guys and that like they're, they're, they're sort of comic relief. Yeah, the parent, uh, Sean's mom is, was from Roseanne, too. Yeah. She's the... The sister, right? Sister, Roseanne, yeah. yeah she's the one who just won an Oscar for, or was up for an Oscar for that one, uh, three... Oh, no, for, uh, she won one for, uh, I, Tanya. She oh, was okay. Tanya Harding's mom. Oh, in really? The movie. Yeah. Yeah, she won an Oscar for, I think it was her. No, maybe it wasn't her. No, 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 I'm sorry. She was in something else, but, or maybe, I don't, I don't remember. I didn't see it yet. I want to see it. I haven't seen any of those movies. Um... There was, I'm trying to think there was another sitcom. A lot of people point to Homer Simpson, but that's such a, it's so hard to, Peter yeah, Griffin, it, Peter Griffin to me is more realistic than Homer. Yeah. Yeah. And those, yeah, Homer is, uh, I don't know, Family Guy is so much more like out there than Simpsons. I feel like Simpsons was more the, even though they're both animated and you're ridiculous, I felt like Simpsons was less ridiculous. It, it I think because it became culture, so culturally important to people it yeah. still is yeah I mean, there's literally people who are in their like their 30s and 40s who were watching the simpsons like when they were like teenagers yeah and so it's, some people like there's 20 year olds who've not known the simpsons to not be on the air yeah it's crazy it's like uh it's the longest like running the press, dude. <laughs> yeah it's the longest running sitcom uh yeah the longest running animated show too animated yeah yeah well like you know i mean they're i mean but the thing with, with Family Guy to me is, like, take all the ridiculousness out of it. Peter's way more relatable than Homer. Because Homer is certifiably retarded. <laughs> true. Like, well, they uh, both are. They both are. <laughs> I mean, to but a like, point, you look yeah, at both of them and you're like, yeah. That's true. They are. But, like, I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like there's more realism. Like, you could tell Peter's probably based on a real person. And, and, and Seth MacFarlane's talked about how, like, he is an amalgamation of a bunch of different New England dads and men that he's met. <laughs> But, like, where Homer is just sort of, like, 
okay, dumb guy, husband, go. Go, yeah. Yeah, whereas, like, Peter's like, oh, that's, I know that guy kinda. Right. You know? Yeah. So I feel like it's more rooted in that in that way. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the thing with The Simpsons is, is it kind of has that whole story trope of dumb husband, hot wife. Yeah. Because, I mean, Marge, people think Marge is hot, I guess. But dumb husband, hot wife. Which has kind of permeated a lot of a lot of shows. That's Family Guy too, though, if you think about it. Yeah, it is. It is, but I think because Lois is so much more flawed than Marge, I don't think about it as much. <laughs> Marge has never burned cigarettes on her arm because she steals and gets off on it. Um, but yeah, you're right. But it's like there's been a lot of that, and I think that that's kind of one of those. Yeah. It's weird because I feel like it's hard to say this without sounding like a male apologist, but it's like I feel like there's a lot of negative stereotypes for men and dads out there where people like Cosby when he was, you know, doing the Cosby show, it was like yeah. a positive male role model. True. Same. I mean, his dad was on the show. He was another positive male role model. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I never watched much of it because it just wasn't on my radar when I was going to college. It was out and I wasn't watching it, but, um, everybody hates Chris. Uh, yeah. what's his name? Um, um, the big Jack dude who did the uh, who did the um, who's been in everything Terry Crews Terry Crews he he was a really positive like tough positive dad you know things like that it's like I feel like there's a there's a lack of intelligent and honorable dads and men on TV now now it seems like it's just a bunch of dopes with hot chicks yeah and that well, I mean that's I feel like that's kind of like society in general with the whole like TV it's just I mean, like, random TV now is reality TV. Yeah. And you're not going to get that, you know, you're getting what you're getting, and you're not watching it for anything other than what it is, you know, crap drama, tr- crap drama yeah. you know, uh, fabric- fabricated drama between people. Yeah. And, I'm- like, really, I mean, I can't think, like, Big Bang Theory, but I can't really think of other scripted shows that I watch that are on broadcast TV. I watched The Blacklist, but that's not a sitcom. I mean, that's a drama. That's a drama, and it's not really like a family. Like No, hell no. Like, I wouldn't watch it with my kids. I watched like an episode of The Wild with my kids while I was they were eating dinner, and then a gunfight started, and I paused it. Yeah. But like now, anytime my kid sees a drama on TV, he's like, is this The Blacklist? That's the only one he knows. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, like Law and Order, you can't watch Law and Order with the kids. No. Cause, especially SVU, because it's all There's like... so many different It's ones all like them. sodomy of a 12-year-old. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, well, yeah. not I watching this. explain that. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like scripted shows on TV, I can't really think of a lot of like family oriented. I mean, Roseanne's back, but that's, do we count that? Cause it's, no. you know, um, I watch Parks and Rec with my kids in the office, but those are all, those are gone. Yeah. Those, those are reruns. Yeah. Um, the Goldbergs would be a good one. The Goldbergs. That's one. That's a perfect example. I watched that. I mean, I'm behind, but yeah, it's silly. I recorded it. It's silly. It's super silly. But, but it's, it's based on his real life, which is it which is, makes it like grounded. It's totally uh, that show is totally totally takes like all those campy sort of family shows from the eighties that we used to watch. It's that yeah, it's that format. Actually, um, what's his name in that show? The dad uh, who used to be on um, yeah, Curb Enthusiasm. He's on everything. Yeah, uh, he he's actually a really realistic dad. He is, and yeah. that's what I was just gonna yeah you, I was yeah coming back to that he. Like, you know, he comes home, he takes off his pants, and he watches his TV, and he calls yeah. his kids morons. Which, yeah. Like, I love it, right? Yeah. I can totally 
see myself doing that in 20 years. Dude, I tell my kid genius all the time when he does something yeah. stupid. Like, good job, genius. I told him, I told him yesterday, you're never going to join Mensa, are you? He's like, what's that? I'm like, you'll sooner or later you'll figure it out. Yeah. And my friend was like, your son is going to be the biggest smartass. You realize that? I'm like, yeah, good. Good. It's going to happen. Yeah. Rather than be a smartass and get punched around. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's it. perfect. I remember there was an episode when they went to... Uh, it wasn't Lollapalooza because that was too late yet. It was... um. Um, is it Live Aid or one of those ones like that, like Live yeah. Aid or whatever? And he missed the concert because he was fighting with a guy over a parking space. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I know guys <laughs> who would do that. Like, I let that's not that far fetched, right? Like, it's kind of far fetched, but not really. And then that shows the opposite of what I was saying. Like, the mom is the you know she runs the family in a way, but then like he'll put his foot down and be yeah, like, no. she's crazy, and then he like. He'll take it until yeah. it's over the top crazy, yeah. and then he'll be like, "You need to pump the brakes." Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're you're gonna ruin our children. <laughs> it's, 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 that's why I like that show because it's like neither one of them is has you know like like ownership over the other, so it's not like yeah. this overly dominant male and the female doesn't get to have a strong character or vice versa. She's a really strong character, and you kind of don't mess with her and right. kind of get like not to mess with her. Yeah, but at the same time. They play it, she's so ridiculous that sooner or later the dad's got to be like, okay, stop. Yeah. And it's not that he's like, stop, I'm the man. It's like, stop, you're being ridiculous. (laughs) And you've watched 20 minutes of her being ridiculous. You're like, God, thank God someone stepped in. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's what I love that show. That it's, it's good. And the, and they flip it too, because yeah. sometimes like he'll be ridiculous yeah. and to the point where he just doesn't care about his kids, and she'll totally call him on it, and you know, so which kind of calls back to the idea of it's actually more functional marriage, yeah, because that's how marriages are. I For mean, sure, if you marry someone just like you, you're going to get divorced. <laughs> so yeah, it's you know, my yeah. wife and I could not be more opposite, and that's why we get along. Yeah, yeah, I it's mean, true. it's everything. It's just you know. I'm, you know, th- how many times she's had to ask me, like, how old are you? I'm like, you're right. You're right. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm an idiot. And she's smart and grounded. So perfect. Yeah. 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 I think the Goldbergs is like one of the last few sitcoms that I watch that I don't hate. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point you raised. I'm trying to think of that. Like, what else do I watch? That's not like, cause my son's three favorite shows are, are all reality based. It's Barefoot Contessa, the cooking show. Jay Leno's Garage, and um, This Old House. Yeah. Those are his favorite shows. Then he'll watch Parks and Rec in the office with me. Yeah. But those three shows are the ones he wants to watch all the time, and those are reality-based. They're not what you'd call reality TV, because, you know, right. This Old House, they're not, you know, going to the club. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, but it's it's funny. I, you really stop and think about, there's not a lot of scripted stuff on TV anymore. No. Like... Probably a lot of my kids, the things that they, sometimes I'll just turn on stuff and the channel it lands on a lot, especially with my wife is uh, HDTV. Mm. So, you know, they'll be watching like Property Brothers or shows like that or this flip that or, you know, whatever. And like my, <laughs> my kid knows a lot about flipping houses and because yeah. we used to watch that, uh, you know, it would just land on there as something interesting that wasn't. You know, it didn't talk, you know, there wasn't violence. It was just them fixing a house and then selling it. What, you know, it's cool. it out. Dad, they chose the craftsman. They go with craftsman. <laughs> I wanted to see him fix that Victorian up, but that's fine. <laughs> Dude, by the way, one of my biggest gripes ever is watching the tiny house hunters. <laughs> and every friggin' show, 
the people walk in and go, oh, it's so small. <laughs> Every You're time. Tiny Every house time. hunters. Did you not read the name of the show? <laughs> not so a gigantic funny. house hunters. Yeah. Or they'd be like, it feels so cramped in here. Yeah. Like, because it's a trailer, yeah. dude. You're Come standing on. at 150 square feet. <laughs> I can't at this ceiling. It's just so low when I'm up at my loft. <laughs> Although I will say, they tiny houses, dude. Like I know that trend's kind of dying, but like it's so tempting. It is so tempting. Kids, dude, yeah, oh if God. I didn't have to, if I didn't have kids, I'd buy a plot of land and a trailer. And Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Super easy to clean. Oh, dude, yeah. not only that. Well, except for like if you like lay out your underwear, it looks like it's cramped. Like, oh, it's dirty again. But like the ones where they have like the loft. And the bed up there, yeah. And then everything else is downstairs. It's yeah, like that's it's awesome. Totally, yeah, I would love that. It'd be like camping every day of your life. I watched one episode, and they had a family of like I think it was a family of six. Damn Mormons. <laughs> and they and they did that. They like transitioned into a tiny house, and the the kid, the oldest kid was. Uh, he was, I think, 15 or 16 oh. in high school, and the dad made him take out the toilet because it was like a composting. They had to empty it. Oh. And his dad made him do it. He was so angry. Dude. He like spilled it on himself, and it was just oh. bad. It was just bad. I told my wife. He like her. wanted to leave. I would too. He was screw so your commune, mom and dad. <laughs> exactly. I told my wife one time we were watching it, and like it was a teenage kid on there. It was like I think him and his brother. Yeah. And he was probably around fifteen, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna ask it. How's this poor kid supposed to jerk off? <laughs> There's not. no room. No. Like, hey, everybody, gonna go to the store for ice cream. Uh, I'm gonna stay home. Yeah. I'm gonna take a shower. <laughs> poor bastard. And in the shower for four hours. You can only, you can only take a five minute shower. You can't because, take seven showers a day. Yeah. The bladder for our shower is only so big. Yeah. That's why I think it's child abuse to do a tiny house. Tiny house. Yeah. yeah. One, it would have to be after the kids move out. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Tiny yeah. house all all day. Because uh, we're we're I mean. Sitting here in my garage full of crap, <laughs> you would never know it. But my wife and I are pretty minimalist in that way. Like we don't like we've always talked about like you know, oh we kind of house would we get if we got money. Like we're literally like oh, not much bigger than what we have now. Yeah. Like I'm I don't need a house that's giant. I don't care about like nice cars or right. I just want stuff that runs and stuff that works functional. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's it's like a tiny house would be cool because it's just less crap to worry about. Mm-hmm. You know. But there's there's the other show too is uh. I don't know what they tell these people to say on House Hunters, but they hate everything. I hate that show. I, I have to stop. I watching can't it. watch it and not get irritated. Like yeah. so, I uh, like. She, <laughs> my wife loves it, right? So she's watching it all the time. It's entertaining. It's yeah, she loves it, it. She watches it, and I think also too, she's at work, and it's all like HGTV is what's on yeah. in her break room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whenever she goes in there, it's always House Hunters, and she'll watch it at work, and then come home. And HGTV, they like run it in the afternoon, and they'll run the same episodes later in yeah, the evening. Yeah, like a twelve-hour loop. So I'll be watching like the eight o'clock, and she'll get home. She'll be like, "Oh, this is a good one." I'm like what? You seen this? Oh yeah, I seen this one and the next one. They're gonna write. Yeah, <laughs> on my lunch, and so she'll ruin it for me, or she'll just tell me things, and I'm like, "Why are they so irritating?" I'll just watch. You'll see. I'm like, "Oh no, stop! I can't watch this anymore." Dude, the meeting for everything at the beginning, like. Oh, I sell ceramic bowls on the <laughs> on the corner, and my wife makes beads for hippie communes. <laughs> and our, that folk singer. Yeah. I'm like, what? How our is budget is three point seven million. <laughs> what? Yeah. Who the hell are you people? No, no, that's not your budget. You liars. Yeah. 
And then and it's and like then they, they hate everything. Dude, I would hate to be the. They have to like the guys who do the real estate of that show. The men and women that do that have to know like what's going on because literally they hate everything. Yeah. The as they walk in the house. Oh, I don't like this entryway. Like how many times have I watched that show and been like, why are these people married? Like, yeah. why aren't these people divorced? Yeah. <laughs> because you and you hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like the same things. Everything she likes, you hate. It's, it's so And funny. the passive-aggressive arguing on that show is amazing. <laughs> oh, this backsplash is ugly. Oh, so is your mother. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it's crazy, like, how they, like, it literally is, like, naked and afraid, probably. They just put two people together yeah. who don't know each other yeah. and just stick them in a house and go, you want to buy this house together? Go. The house. Although oh, I did yeah. hear the dirty secret about that house, that show is they already bought their house before the show even starts. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Like, nine, like uh, the majority of the time, they've already picked their house and bought it, but they just do that for the hell of it. That's interesting. How pissy is it if, like, you were house hunting and they're like, you get three choices? <laughs> yeah. I would like more choices. Like yeah. I would like to know how many houses they look at. Cause have you? Yeah. Sometimes they run the like the clips of them just leaving multiple houses. They're like, no, this is this is terrible. <laughs> and so it's like they they maybe look at six houses and then they feature three of them. Yeah. I don't know. Well, the other one that I like is Beachfront Bargain Hunt. <laughs> it's basically house hunters on the beach. beach. Dude, there was one where this guy was going this. He's trying so hard to sell these people on their thing. He gave up. He's like, this is a plot of land. You can build your house on it. It was amazing. And they bought the plot of land. Of course they did. Because the guy was a construction dude. And the guy was like, well, you didn't like the other two ones. And uh, I know you like to do construction. And you said that you might do a lot of the work on the house. How about this one? They're like, where's the house? He's like, exactly. <laughs> they bought it. it was Checkmate. Just, it was in like, <laughs> yeah. I figured out the riddle. It was in Costa Rica, and it was a sweet-ass plot of land, but yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's cool. That one's weird to me, because it's like, this is a 10-acre estate. It's, you know, seven bedrooms, four bathrooms. It's $30,000. <laughs> Wait, is a drug cartel and buried money in my backyard? Yeah, like, yeah. what's going on? You never know. The international <laughs> ones are great, because you never know what's going on. Yeah. They're like, this house is $1,500 a month. And it's in a, it's on the seventh floor. There's no elevator. Yeah. You have, to, it comes with the furniture in it and you but can't do anything else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it has one balcony with a door that goes out to nowhere. And if you go out that door, you will fall to your death. Why do people want to entertain so bad? <laughs> Every episode. <laughs> yeah. This will be great when we entertain. Like, and then they always have that forced entertainment at the end. Them having people over and you're like, this is unreal. None you know, of these we, people want to be there. We move the barbecue to this. They don't know any of those people. Oh, They're yeah, too happy. Are, crew members, dude. <laughs> this guy's got a boom mic on his hand when he's eating a burger. <laughs> dude, oh, God. I watched one where they were international and it was in Amsterdam. This lady's like, all I really want is to live downtown and have the, the just breathe in the city, which is a red flag right there. Just <laughs> get, get out, out of that relationship. That. Don't do that. Yeah, get out of that relationship. <laughs> that lady's crazy. But anyway, there's like, I want to... I want to live here. And then, like, she literally didn't like this one apartment because she would have to get out of her door and make a right and go, like, three blocks over to the really busy section of downtown. <laughs> I, I can't see the city from here. Like, oh, my God. Ugh. Just kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Like, can you come over so I can punch you in the face? Yeah, and the guy's like, and she's like, well, I kind of like it. He's like, well, his only requirement was he didn't want to have to ride the metro too long to work. And they're like, <laughs> it's like, it's a 40-minute ride for you to work. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's really long. But this is so much closer to downtown. He's like, <laughs> of course they got that one because, you know, he's a putz. Yeah. 
but yeah, it's, it's always funny to watch the ones with the the relationship where the woman just gets whatever she wants. Oh yeah, because the guy's just done. Yeah, and he tries to play it up like he's being like, yeah. well, you know, baby gets what baby wants because that's what that's some you know yeah. being a man. Like, yeah. No dummy, no, you just no, you just, you just away. Don't want to piss her off. Yeah, you don't want to live in a house where she just hates it for the rest of her life. <laughs> you work for thirty years to buy a condo <laughs> on the beach, dumbass, so she can have a public pool. Oh, You're man. an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 the entertaining thing, if I buy a house on that show, I'm going to be like, uh, I want to make sure my backyard's small enough where I don't have to entertain anybody. Because <laughs> I've kind of, you know, it's like people like, you know, I have people over sometimes to watch fights and stuff. Yeah. My house is small. So if I'm like, hey, anybody want to come watch fights? It always happens at the gym. It's like, hey, let's go to somebody else's house. I'm like, yeah, it's probably a better idea. <laughs> so I got best. four cats, a dog, and two kids, <laughs> and a small house. Come on over, everybody. <laughs> I made the effort. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't get that at all. Like, we have extra bedrooms for people to sleep here? No. <laughs> I'm never throwing a party late enough that you have to spend the night. No. I promise. We'll start at one and end by eight, go we'll home. Call you an Uber yeah. to get home. <laughs> yeah. This got a circular driveway for you to drive around, and wave at me, and get the hell out. Peace. <laughs> Throw me a present and move on. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that that I love that station, but man, it's there's some crazy. Some, yeah, you know. I mean, well, that's the thing about all the stations, really. Cooking shows, dude, on on the Food Network. Yeah, like I I don't know how long Guy Fieri's been on TV, but I feel like he's never not on TV. I used when I used to work at the vet office, I guess <laughs> through through painful trial and error because you know it's two o'clock in the morning and someone's dog's got hit by a car and they're coming in crying and then. Last thing they want to see is animal cops on the animal planet. So they're like, okay, we can't watch that. Yeah. And then finally they just figured out, okay, let's just watch Food Network. Food Network. So, dude, it was Guy Fieri and people making desserts all night. That's all it was on. Cupcake Wars. Yeah. Cupcake Wars and people that make cakes that are like scenes from movies. Like, you can't eat this right now because it's in a competition. Is it a cake? I want the cake. I'm going to eat James Dean's head, okay? I'm sorry. But... Yeah, I don't. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's all reality TV now. It's 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 ridiculous. It's very weird. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the food ones are cool because I like food. Yeah, who doesn't like Chopped? Yeah, I watch a lot of Chopped. I don't. I mean, not anymore. I used to. There's that one lady, the Master Chef. Yeah, you ever watch Master Chef? I've watched Master Chef. Yeah, that's what I used to watch. I I don't watch that anymore because I feel like the yeah uh, it was rigged. All those shows are rigged, dude. I feel like that, and they, but like they don't, they don't try and hide it anymore. They're just like, oh, this woman is from uh, Indian. She's Indian, and you know she doesn't have a family. Like her kid died, and like, oh, she's winning because she's got this the tragic backstory. That's why I like American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> like this guy's trained for seven months. He's done done on the first obstacle. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, did y'all think we were gonna pass him? Yeah, no. no. I have a. Um, I was talking about this on on uh, my other podcast with, with my guest Dan Cummins because he used to do shameless plug. He used to do <laughs> um, uh, reality TV writing and stuff, which is yeah. already right there. Reality TV writer? writer, yeah. Uh, and he would talk about how like they rig so much stuff. And I was mentioning to him on American Idol. I have a friend who's been on American Idol and she's been on a couple different shows like that. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, "It's so rigged. Yeah, it's so rigged. Like." The the people, like, there was one of the girls who did a backstory on this time, and she wasn't that good. And everyone's like, why is this girl getting passed through? And then they go to interview her at home, and her dad's standing in front of a wall of Grammys. He's a writer. He's a songwriter. 
And, <laughs> and and most of the people who are on Idol already have record deals before they get on there. Yeah. They get them through ABC or CBS or whatever station it's on. She was telling me that... So she had a story where basically her old singing coach who basically told her that he was going to you know, give her the world just bailed in a hail of drugs and all kinds of other stuff on his business and left her basically totally alone. She told the story, but she didn't want to like out it who it was. Cause he still has kind of a career now that he's gotten back together yeah. with stuff. And they're like, well, you should tell us his name. And this and that. she's like, no. So they didn't pass her through because they think that like, basically she's just a white chick from Roseville instead of being like this girl who was abandoned and yeah, you know. yeah. And, but then they told her, Hey, we actually might bring you back for the next, uh, next round of it with like a different judge. Huh? So she's like, okay. Oh no, that was on the voice. It was on the voice. Not, not American. Oh, she did. I one time, but it was on the voice. So like we had the next round of judges. We'll bring you in for that most likely. So yeah. they didn't run her story. They didn't run her tryout because they want to do it later. Uh, huh? So yeah, it's kind of, it's weird how they do that. And then like, that's like, shady. It is shady. And then the shadiest thing that happened to her was she was on this one show. I forget the name. I think it was called like something crowd or whatever. Where basically there was like a wall in front of the performers. And if they got enough votes, the wall would go up. And then like there'd be a whole crowd of people there. It was a really stupid concept. <laughs> it, really, it lasted terrible. one season. It was dumb. Yeah. Well, it was her and her group at the time. There was a girl group. There was three of them. Yeah. They did a song. Ill-advised has a rap in it. And they were supposed to do the rap part of it. And then they were like, they had a celebrity like person who came in and was like, you should probably keep the rap in, even though it's weird, but you should keep it in. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, and your choreography is kind of off. It's better if you guys just stand there and sing and do that. They're like, okay. And then they went to the, to the, to the part where they got judged. Yeah. The wall didn't get raised because the judges were like, you guys should have got rid of the rap. And then they're, then they're like, in your choreography, you guys should have been dancing or doing something. We didn't believe that you were really. So, like, they basically got totally screwed. Yeah. And she told me, like, off mic that they were like, make sure you do what the celebrity guy told you to do because then it makes it look bad. Like, we brought in these people to help you if you don't do what they tell you. Yeah. And knowing full well that they were going to get dinged on it for the judges. So, I mean, all those yeah, shows are shady, bullshit, dude. man. It's, it's, yeah, it's super shady. Yeah. So, you know, reality TV isn't real. Yeah. I feel like that. Uh, there's uh, like Gordon Project Ramsey. Runway. We yeah. watch. I watched that with my wife, and okay. that, that got to the point. There's two of them. They do like a regular one, and then with that has uh, Heidi, Heidi Klum, and then they do an All Star one with uh, Alyssa Milano. I prefer the All Star one because they bring back people that have been eliminated on the regular show, okay, and they put them in, and it could be like from different seasons. But I feel like that one is less rigged okay. than the regular one because i feel like like i've watched it enough to know that if heidi likes something and all the other judges hate it because she likes it it goes through or passes or whatever it's just totally rigged and yeah you know and then like they'll have the finals and you'll be like those clothes are awesome and i'm like totally you know those totally awesome clothes and then like the other person who happened to be, you know, from a broken home and makes these native clothes that are more, you know, and they, they win and you're just like, okay, is it about the clothes or about their backstory? And so I've just, yeah, it's, it's so, it's, it's tough to watch reality TV now for me and not be, you know, 
super like, oh, is this rigged or am I watch it? Why am I watching this if this is just gonna happen anyway? I don't care. Yeah, I don't care to this point. I so. watch it now and I think about like I I I I think of it like almost like I'm a judge in an improv troupe. <laughs> and I'm watching them and I'm like that's that's the character you're going to go with yeah. like that's that's really who you want the audience to see you as <laughs> uh, I find it interesting what people in America will do well I mean all over the world because I mean all these shows are worldwide yeah what people will do to get their faces on TV yeah like to just to get the idea the idea that when you ask someone what they want to do for a living and they say be famous <laughs> not be an actor or be yeah. a singer be famous like People will do anything to be famous. It's yeah. ridiculous. That's why those men on the street interviews, you can't trust a lot of those because it's like there's a camera in your face. You tell them, hey, this I'm selling this product. I did it one time. I worked for a casting uh, director when I was doing internships in college. We had these uh, – I don't even know if they're still around. They're called Spoips. I doubt they're still around. Or if they're around, they probably got bought out and they're never named now. And they were basically like um, – uh, SPF stuff for your face, so you basically they're like they're basically baby wipes that had sunscreen sunscreen on them. Okay, and you'd wipe on your face. And their whole thing was like you swipe it on, right? And I was like, okay, whatever. So I had to like basically I I was walking around this pool just grabbing people, going, hey, you have a nice body. Where I wouldn't say that, but you know, I'm like, you have yeah. a nice body. You should come do a screen test. Super shady, believe me. Um, but. I did that, and like I remember, like people talking about how much they love this product. I literally walked them from the pool to the room, <laughs> and they didn't know a thing they, about it. Yeah. They just got told basically what I told you, and they were talking about experiences they'd had with it, this and that, all in the hopes of getting on a commercial. When five minutes before they're hanging out, getting some sun by the pool, pool. people will immediately want to become famous. Yeah, it's crazy. It's that like is this crazy. weird thing in our culture that we so need funny. to be needed or need to be wanted. It's, yeah. It's so strange. I mean, fuck, here we are on a podcast in my garage. I mean, there's a little <laughs> bit of that right here. Yeah. I mean, it's hypocritical as hell because this is reality audio. But it is real, though. That's the difference. It's real. We're not, yeah. we're not pretending at all. No. And that's the funny thing. <laughs> this is who we are. We're, yeah. not, we're not hyping up something else. This is literally what we talk about when we're not having a microphone on. So, True. I mean, that, but that's the thing. It's like a, a, most... People you hear go, oh my, my bit, my work is so crazy. We should have cameras there. It'd be a great reality show. I guarantee you it won't. <laughs> it won't. I guarantee you it won't. <laughs> Most of the jokes you find funny are super inside and esoteric, even though you don't realize they are. For sure. If you can go home and tell your husband or wife a story from your work without any backstory whatsoever, and it really is interesting, that would be super rare. <laughs> My wife hates telling me what she does for a living because she finds it super boring. Yeah. She loves her job more than anything, but she just knows it's boring to listen to. Yeah. Because she's, you know, she's data entry. She does stuff that's, like, not fun mm-hmm. for most people. She loves it. And I'll start, she'll start telling me a, a work story, and she's like, I know you don't want to hear this because this involves things that you don't <laughs> care about at all. Well, like, I'm telling her stories about my work, and in my works, you know, with the gym is nuts. Yeah. But still, wouldn't make a good reality show. Right. At all. Yeah. But like the idea that people think that their work would make a good reality show, they'd make a good character on reality. It's, yeah. I think it's the people who are unaware of how interesting they are that make the best characters. For sure. You know, people who, like, you're like, dude, you're so funny. They're like, why? You're like, oh, my God, you don't even know why. <laughs> like, you're so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, those are the best people. For sure. Yeah. It's, don't, don't try so hard. Yeah. My wife will try and tell me her nurse stories. Yeah. <laughs> 
and it's are they depressing? No. Did you ever have I don't think she tells her? me the depressing stories. Did you ever have that talk with her? About, look, I don't want to know. No. Okay, she just kind of knows. She just censors it. Yeah. Or the, or the, to the point where, she, like, sometimes she'll give me the depressing stuff, but it's only if it's really affecting her. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. That's so, good that she can still feel it bounce it off you. Yeah, but then she'll just be like, you know, I'll be like, how was your day? What did you do today? And she'll... She'll tell me the story, and but she talks to me like I'm a, another nurse or a doctor. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand what that means. All those acronyms. And yeah. Shit. And yeah. so then she breaks down what they all mean, and then by that time, I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, what, is, what happened? What, wait, what did I miss? Is uh, the baby okay? Yeah. All right. <laughs> did the baby make it? So you won. You, you won. won. You did it. You You did God. your job today. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> no, but she, yeah, she's... And that's, she just wants to share and some, you know, she's talking like she just, she still talks in the nurse lingo and I, and I, some of it I know, some of it I don't. So I, I kind of piece it together. Sometimes I'll ask, what does that mean? But I'll try and pick up on it if it doesn't. But yeah, it's just funny. (laughs) When I was working at the emergency vet, my wife was like, don't tell me anything that happens to your work. I'm like, I won't. And every (laughs) once in a while I forget and I'm like, this dog came in. And he got hit by a car, and he had this giant thing in his stomach, and we had to do surgery. She's like, why are you telling me the story? I'm like, because he lives. She's like, but leading up to that is terrible. <laughs> it's the worst story imaginable. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, totally, like, we pulled we pulled bladder stones out of this dog. The one was so big. She's like, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I get so many poop stories. Oh, she tells bet. me all the poop stories. I'll bet, yeah. I'm like, does this, I'll stop her. Does this story involve feces? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't want to hear it. I'm eating breakfast. We're having breakfast and you're talking about poop. Dude, <laughs> that's not what I want to do. My buddy's a, you met him, my, my buddy's a firefighter and he will yeah. tell stories to people who are like not okay with him. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you realize you're not with a bunch of firefighters. Like, I don't care, but I'm like, yeah. come on. I, I took a long time ago before he was with his girlfriend. I took him out with a girl I worked with as like kind of setting them up and we yeah. went to get food. He's telling a story from his work using salt shakers, his props, <laughs> flipping stuff. He's like, he was flipping like this. And I'm like, dude, she's horrified. What are you doing? <laughs> He told me a story one time. That's just his life, though. He's yeah. just sharing, and he doesn't realize, right? And then he told me a story one time in front of people, and I'm like, this is why people think you're a horrible person. Despite <laughs> the fact that you save lives, yeah. you have that crass humor about it that I used to have at the emergency vet about animals, and I'm sure your wife has, too. Yeah. It's like this thing you find funny, because if you don't find it funny, you're going to cry. Yeah. So, like, he was telling me, he's like, so, yeah, dude, this guy in the tunnel in San Francisco on a motorcycle, he hit a car going, like, over 100 and we're like, man, we can't find this guy's head because it just came <laughs> off when he oh hit the car. Oh. We're looking all through the tunnel. We had to, like, stop. So I picked up his helmet. And I'm like, no, I'm still in the helmet. Oh. <laughs> He's like, we're cracking up. Like, holy shit, the helmet's awesome. I'm like, dude, no one but me finds this funny. funny. Like, everyone else is horrified. <laughs> everybody is having nightmares yeah. about that. You scared everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm sure your wife's got a big, large element of that. She probably does. kind of have to. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. It's your coping. I mean, you got a job dealing with that kind of stuff. It's Yeah, if you That's if what you, gets you through the day. If you've dealt with it the way they do on TV, there's no way. No. There hasn't been a good to me there hasn't been a really good medical drama since House. Yeah, I never watched House. Oh, dude, you would love it. I watched uh the last medical drama. Did you watch uh ER a little bit? That was a good show. Did you watch Grey's Anatomy? No. Good. No one else uh, no one I respect us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
kidding. No Grey's Anatomy. No. Uh, uh, there's that one that like the Resident or something is on right now that's supposed to be pretty good, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, most of my programming now comes from Netflix, like the original stuff. Yeah. Like I just got done watching uh, Master of None. Uh-huh. That's, that's a great, a, that's a great season show. Three, right? yeah, yeah, great show. Like, I like Aziz. something special going on there with that show. Like, I watch it and I'm like, this is amazing. Aziz is cool. He's he's interesting because he used to get rap a big rap for. I'm sure you remember when we both used to work at the comedy club. Yeah, a lot of comics didn't like him because they were like, he's just loud. Like he's just loud. He's not yeah, funny, I but he is that. funny. No, he's yeah. He's he's a good writer. And he's yeah, funny. he write that he <coughs> he writes that show and he acts in the show and it's it's an amazing show. I think he used to write on Parks and Rec too. I think so. He has that. It's like being, complete flip. It's it's funny because it's a complete yeah. flip from that character. He's totally the opposite of yeah, Tom. Complete yeah. opposite. There, it was funny though. I, I remember one of his 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 stand up routines of being a dad. He talked about how his friends, as they get keep having kids, keep sending him invitations to things. Yeah. And he just responds with, "I don't have any kids, so I'm gonna go back to doing whatever the hell I want to <laughs> do." <laughs> and yeah, I don't ever told this story on the show, but like I remember one time my wife and I were at the store, and she was in front of me in line with the kids, and they're running around being crazy. And the dude right behind us in line had like a code red two liter. Two things of pizza and like ice cream, and I'm just like, I don't know where you're going, bro, but I want to go with you. <laughs> take me, take yeah. me with you. That was my life back in the day. Yeah, as unfulfilling and unhealthy as it was, <laughs> looking back on it, I would kill to have a Halo Land party for Yo, two days right man. now. <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> Think about that every day. Oh, uh, dude. Like, oh, I, I'll still, I'll never forget, man, going to Jamal's house. Yeah. And we had his entire kitchen island full of snacks. Snacks. It was when awesome. Halo Two came out. We were like, all yep. right, this will get us through for the next six hours yep. until sunrise. And we had donuts and cookies. Donuts. And, oh my god. Soda. So great. Yeah. Mal, or, uh, Mountain Dew Code Reds and pizza. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the best. Yeah. <sighs> Fatter and happier. Yeah, just playing video games. Care in the world. Nope. I wouldn't wouldn't trade being a dad for any of it though. But that's still, true. You look back on it, you're like, ah, one day, one yeah. day would be nice. <laughs> I hope to do that with my kids someday. Do the yeah. land party kind of thing. Are you worried that we'll be so old that we won't be able to use the controller like our parents were for our stuff? <laughs> yeah, I worry about that now. <laughs> what is that? Like being like my dad? What the hell? <laughs> My day, there was only ABC and a couple triggers. <laughs> My dad was the easy kill that you could rack up. Oh, I felt so bad <laughs> killing your dad in Halo, dude. It did. I did. We I only did. melee killed Genuinely. him. Genuinely. Remember, we had a, didn't we have a rule that... Yeah, you could only melee him. You could only melee your dad. Because <laughs> you'd, 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 you'd watch him in Sniper. Like, I would get mesmerized watching him. I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> you could just sit there with the reticle, like, right on his head for, like, four minutes. <laughs> well, and he wouldn't move his feet. He'd just look around. And he, he that's... Because that was his thing. You could only... He could only do the one stick. He couldn't do That's both right. sticks at the same time. Dude, the two things your dad used to do that would kill me was he would try to zoom long distance with a shotgun. Yeah. And he would leave his flashlight on constantly. Oh, yeah. Dude, you could be anywhere on that map and just look for the little <laughs> light. see it. There he is. <laughs> it was always a cheap move when we had one kill to win and you just yeah, kill your dad. kill him. He's sitting up there. You know where he is. Sniping He's him been out there the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> He's like that ball and pool that's on the right at the cusp of going in the in the <laughs> pocket. Like, yeah, I'm gonna like, save that one that for one later. <laughs> yeah. Although he is a hundred percent better now. He plays. He still plays because he still has an Xbox 360 and he plays Halo. Yeah. And anytime uh, 
my oldest goes over there, they play together. Does your oldest just talk shit like he did to me? Yeah. He still, he talks mess. Dude, that kid is so funny. I don't know why. I don't know. I think really? You don't know why? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't know why? Same reason my kid's going to be talking trash to <laughs> Oh, dude. We played Halo that night. Or I think it was Halo. Then we played the Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. And he did not, it was not his babysitting for you guys. He did <laughs> not that. stop talking trash. Yeah. And he lost every game. Every game. Every game. Every game. He's still talking. Yeah. He just talks. Yeah. It was so funny. Like, oh, yeah. I'll get you this time. <laughs> he was playing against my dad and then uh, my sister's boyfriend, and he was just talking mess the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was, it was a close battle, and he was just talking like he was smoking him, and he was like a barely, barely winning. He got one on me, like, I was, I think my wife called me while I was there, and I was on the phone with her, I was up by, like, eight kills, and he gets me one time, he's like, whoa, what now? And I'm like, hold on a second, I'm gonna school this kid. That's him, man. What's funny, That's though, him. is I'm still that way with your wife, because I used to beat her all the time and made oh, her mad. Yeah, that, I still mention him, like, well, at least she's not as bad as mom. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was always the running joke in the house when we all lived together, was yep. I could beat her. You were the best one. I was number two, but she was constantly like, "I'm better than you." I'm like, all right, let's go head to head. Yep. <laughs> oh man, how ridiculous were we? We were adults. That was. We were adults, and we were doing that. That was it, though. We were the guys in the line with the code red and the pizzas, yep. right? We didn't care. Totally. That's what I'm saying. That's why I saw that guy. I'm like, I identify with you. In my DNA, sir, yes. I identify with you. <laughs> in my youth. I remember getting up for school when I lived across the street from my college, or across the river from my college, waking up and going, I don't have to go. I can just I can turn on the video games and sit here. Let's do that. Like, oh, man. I, I remember that was the most liberating thing in the world to me, was I'm in my own apartment, in my underwear, playing video games, eating food that I bought, not going to class because I chose to. <laughs> This was my choice. Yeah. That was the weirdest, like, adult moment I'd had where I realized I was an adult. Yeah. I remember the first time I skipped class in college, I asked my friend, I was like, did they say anything about me not being there? They're like, no. no. I was like, oh, they don't care. <laughs> it's over for they me don't now. They care. <laughs> <laughs> remember our buddy, uh, um, oh, dude, what was that guy? Steve. That we played football. Was it Steve who played football in college? Who ended up playing semi-pro with us for a little bit? The guy who played right guard? Yeah. Steve. Yeah. He, he got kicked off the team. He had to have 12 units. He had three. No, Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. He had three units. And we're like, what three units do you have? He goes, well, football. And then we realized every day he came in wearing pajamas because he got up and went to practice. Go to practice. The only thing I care about, dude. Oh, this is the only thing I'm in. I can't play it. Because you have you didn't three other classes you're supposed to have. <laughs> Dude, 12 oh. units is minimum to stay eligible. That's not hard to do. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so funny. That guy's taking like 21. Uh, Remember that one dude who was in the military? That, 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 I think he was like a, I think he played tight end. He was in the military. He was, worked like full time. Yeah. He was a full time student yeah. playing football. Ridiculous. And you get Jake walking in there <laughs> three in the afternoon, yawning. Yeah. Just woke up, dude. <laughs> time to play football. Him and Andy Davis. Yeah. I still, I'm friends with Andy Davis online. Andy's funny. That was a great running back for a guy who was five foot two. Oh, man. That was fun. Those were the days. That was a long time ago. Dude, it's crazy thinking about how old we are compared to, like, yeah. stuff like we've done, like, yeah. how old. Like, it, it's, it's, yeah. I think about, like, 
kids, like I, people I've trained in my gym, yeah, like were like our kids' age when we were in college. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's insane. Like I, it sucks, dude. Cause we're getting old, but like I don't feel old. <laughs> I only feel old like in like like physically, like because of the you know just the beatings we've given ourselves like, yeah, like football yeah. and all the stuff we've done. The pain, the pain I'm in daily reminds me of how old I am. And yeah. also, you know, the stupid choices I made in high school. And I college. think more about the stupid choices I made. Not that I feel old. I'm just kind of like, like, like I don't know. Like maybe it's it's not the way older people feel, but like I don't ever feel like old. Like I don't feel ever like I'm close to being infirmed. Yeah, yeah. Like I just feel like okay, I'm in pain. I've been in pain for so many years. I'm just used to it. Yeah, you know. And <laughs> that's like when my kids, oh, I fell off my scooter. Yeah, <laughs> just like I'm not sympathetic at all. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Are you bleeding? Is your bone sticking out? Okay, walk it off. <laughs> you can actually say it from experience. Yeah. <laughs> Eric had a horrific wrist injury. Yeah. It his hurts. Wrist, to this day, still hurts. Popping out of his though. arm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, 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 you know, I mean, I've had some bad injuries and... Yeah, that's... It's funny, though. Do you get the thing where, like, you tell people about your injuries, like, they're not a big deal and they're horrified? <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day about how I dislocated my shoulder bench pressing one time, and I didn't realize it was dislocated until I rolled my shoulder because I couldn't lift above, above like shoulder, my arm above shoulder length. Yeah. And then I did like a big, huge sweeping arm roll with it, and I heard two pops, and then I could move it again. I was like, "Oh, was that a socket?" And they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I was like, "What? Did that hurt?" I'm like, "Yeah, it hurt." I'm like, I popped my shoulder back in. <laughs> like it wasn't dramatic, like lethal weapon, but yeah, I popped yeah. my shoulder back in. And it's like, I think about that, like, things you and I have done, I'm just like, we should have been in a lot more pain than we were. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're just dumb with high pain thresholds, I think. True. Yeah. True. Yeah, like, my... <laughs> and that's the thing, it's like, my middle kid has the high pain threshold. Oldest is not. He's, you know... And yeah. that's... I'm just not sympathetic with him at all. And that's... That's tough. Because, you know, my wife's like, he, he probably hurt himself pretty bad. Like he fell off a scooter, probably into the grass because he wasn't watching where he was going. Right. So, anyway. Yeah. My dad used to had the uh, the most. <laughs> I, mind you, I was about six when I first heard this, so that gives you an idea of where my psyche comes from. But my dad's favorite phrase when we were kids was, "If you want sympathy in this house, you'll only find it in the dictionary between shit and syphilis." <laughs> That's what my dad used to always tell That's me. Awesome. So. So, you know, it wasn't very sympathetic in my home. <laughs> it wasn't home. the uh, support you needed. No, it was like, well, I'm going to go cry myself to sleep Wait then. Up. And, uh, cool, thanks, Dad. Yeah. Yeah, so it was uh, yeah, definitely a, a, a you know, drown or swim kind of household. So, you know, yeah. that's cool. Maybe the well-adjusted human I am now. You can't see me roll my eyes on a podcast, but I did. I felt it. I felt, <laughs> I felt the giant eye roll and the pregnant pause. Oh, dude. I don't know. I think we're doing okay with our kids. We're making it. We're making it work. I think they're fine. <laughs> no future serial killers in our families. I think we're no. good. No. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah. We'll follow the example of uh, Bill Cosby up to the point when he stopped doing that show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw a meme the other day. It was, it was Wheel of Fortune, and it was Hobbies. And it was blank A P I N G, and it was Cosby's face in the corner. And he yelled, <laughs> "Raping!" And then they go, "Nope." And they put a V. And it was vaping. And he was like, "Oh." 
Oh, my God. Oh, so great. So weird that guy's a rapist. A serial rapist. Yeah. I can say that now because he got convicted. Because he's an actual convicted serial rapist. I love how people are like, it's a conspiracy. Nope. No. <laughs> nah. I'd love for it to be a conspiracy. You want it to be, but... Mm, I'm a big Heathcliff Huskable fan myself, but yeah. no. Love when you the get, sweaters, but no. Yeah, when you get a dozen women pouring out of the out of the, the courtroom crying because they're so yeah. emotional, that's not a conspiracy. No. That's a lot of people that's who had a lot of bad stuff pain. happen. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you, Bill Cosby! And then he like after he convicted, didn't he go on some tirade? I, I don't. I just he called the judge an asshole, and yeah, he 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 went real opposite of Cosby. Yeah, sweet. I would have loved it if after all those years, Eddie Murphy called him and was like, "Man, you should really watch your mouth." <laughs> <laughs> he got yeah. so much shit. Eddie Murphy gave it, got so much shit from him for being a cursing comic. Yeah, <clears throat> that's what my day. I grew up. I grew up on comedy. Um, my dad, literally, I listened to George Carlin and Richard Pryor yeah. as long as I can remember. Like, yeah. my kid's age. I grew up listening to those records. And I remember when I saw Bill Cosby himself, I was like, wow, he's funny. But he doesn't cuss, and that's kind of weird to me. Yeah. Like, it was weird to me that he didn't cuss. Yeah. It, it's funny that I had the opposite experience. Like, I saw Bill Cosby... And uh, you know Gallagher and those kind of comedians. That's that was my like comedians. Yeah. Seinfeld, yeah, like, maybe those type of well, guys. Well, yeah, when I was younger, and then uh, uh, I forget how I came about having. I think it was given to me by like a cousin or something. It was uh, Eddie Murphy tape. Mm-hmm. It was one of his delirious. Comedies. No, I don't think it was delirious. Raw. It wasn't raw. I know for that for a fact, and I think it was either it was before raw. It was one of his earlier tapes. I don't know if he did anything other than Delirious, honestly. He had two tapes. Or, he had... The tape I had, I can't remember. Um, I remember, like... I remember the sketches that were on it. Yeah. And then the jokes and what he talks about. Because it was so... It blew me away. I was yeah. like, this is hilarious. And he's just going off and talking. And it was... Yeah, it was, like, mind-blowing. I was yeah. like, wow, this is funny in a completely different way than Gallagher or whatever is funny. Yeah. So, yeah, it was... it. Uh, you know, I'll always remember that that tape. Yeah, it's... it's it's Because uh, at that time, like, I couldn't even get a... My parents wouldn't even allow me to have, like, Run DMC. Oh, dude. Like, Ice Cube, NWA, none of that stuff was... You know, I couldn't listen to any of it. I wanted to get... Uh, what did I wanted to get? I wanted to get the first Beastie Boys album that my mom said. No. Yeah. Yeah. My mom wouldn't let me have it. And then she bought me Raising Hell, Run DMC Raising Hell. That was my first. I remember that was the first tape I actually got. Did she listen to it first? No. Because I don't think Run DMC doesn't really curse. No. Barely. Yeah. yeah there's, they're, they like toe the line pretty well. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, I remember that. NWA was sort of the Eddie Murphy of that. They were. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. That's a whole other podcast we could talk yeah, about dude. music. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing that's funny, though. But we could do about comedy, too. Honestly, all our podcasts yeah, about yeah, comedy. Sh- man. But dude, yeah, I mean, I grew up... That's. I mean, I grew up in that, that household where my parents didn't filter anything. Yeah. I knew curse words before I knew what they were. Right. You know, I, I didn't... You know, I would curse at people and have no idea what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Because I just knew that, like, George Carlin said it. <laughs> yeah. You know, Richard Pryor said it. Yeah. So, I'm like, okay. That's cool, though. 
Nah, I mean, it's not it's really. <laughs> I mean, I ended up in the same spot, but at the same time, it's like, you know. Do you feel like it gave you a different perspective on how? On like life? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I I I learned to question things from day one. Yeah. My dad was really big on that, and like a lot of the comics that I was exposed to, and the music I was exposed to, were people that that lived that. Carlin Pryor. Yeah. Um. You know, I used to listen. He used to listen to like beat poetry at the house, like you know, like um, Allen Ginsberg and stuff like that. He used to read to me that kind of stuff, and it was like all of it was very counterculture and very like you know, say what you want. I remember listening to Lenny Bruce albums when I was a kid. Yeah, dude, it just it was weird. But then there was also like he would listen to stuff like you know, like the Doobie Brothers and like <laughs> stuff like that. So like I, it, it was this weird. You know, I kind of yeah. got a little bit of all of it and. I don't know. It, it it definitely opened my eyes to a lot of stuff, but it, it also made a lot of my adolescence hard. True. And now it's I hard for me because I don't know how to filter myself a lot of times because yeah. I feel like if people get upset by words, I'm like, grow up. Yeah. You know, grow up. It's not a big deal. Right. You know? And I don't know. So it's like, it, it's it, it's hard because you, cause you have to take into consideration other people's upbringing wasn't like mine. Yeah. So if I say something that's totally like kind of thing we're talking about with with my buddy the firefighter and your wife, it's like, and with my thing with the ER vet, it's like you live a certain way, and then when you come outside of that bubble and you interact with people who don't live that way, right? It's weird. Yeah. So like my wife has made me very conscious of the idea of like, and I never was like a big like public cursor. I was I would always watch my mouth in public. Yeah. Just because I think it's rude, and she would tell me how she thought it was rude when like. I would introduce her to somebody and then like they would instantaneously feel okay to like say whatever they wanted. And she's like, that's kind of weird. They don't know me, even though we just introduced or like if I met him at the gym and then you hear them like talking and they're cursing. She's like, I always think it's really rude for people to curse out loud in public because they don't know who's around. Right. And I agree with that. Even though I, I, I'm a very big proponent of you should be able to say whatever you want. But I feel like at the same time, one of the big issues with freedom of speech that people have is they don't realize that it's also freedom to that freedom of speech doesn't come along with like not being decent. Exactly. You know, so it's like being decent. So I had a hard time coming to terms with that where like you can't just say cocksucker all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, people get offended by certain words and I, and my whole thing was like, why are you offended? Don't be a baby. Right. But it's like, well, I don't know their upbringing. I you know, I realize that. So it's like, I had to deal with that. Now I've kind of think I've come, like I said, like my wife being the opposite of me, I've come to like idea of like, Oh, this is actually probably a better way to be. Right. You know, be a little bit more respectful, be a little less of an asshole. <laughs> and I, my nickname at the gym is just the right amount of asshole. Like I'm an asshole, but I'm not too bad of an asshole. Nice. And that's, you know, it's, it works. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, yeah. I mean, what about you? I mean, you, you, you have just as foul of a mouth as I do yeah, in real but- life, but Obviously, you didn't have the background I did. No. But, like, you know, I feel like I got my... I remember, I remember it was, like, junior high. <laughs> junior high, freshman year of high school. You know, I started hanging out with other people other than my parents. And that was something I did. Like, I just cussed. Like just sleepovers? Was, yeah. Yeah. And it was just time to cuss. And it took me, you know, like, a little while to grow out of that. Because, I, you know, you get... You found a balance, like, okay, I there's times, and then there's, you know, having a decent conversation, you don't, you just, it's not time for that. Right. So, and, like, you know, it comes back to, like, you know, 
you you just find that balance and you you realize that this is the better way, especially with kids now. Yeah, you know, you got to kind of put that filter on it. See, I think I don't necessarily know, and I, I don't I don't think you meant it the way that I'm saying. I don't necessarily believe it's better to not cuss. Like people say that, and I don't subscribe to the idea that if you're cussing, it's because you're not smart enough to come up with the other words. Right. I don't believe that. No, it's just a con. You're conveying feeling. Yeah, it's an emotional thing, and I'm an emotional person, so exactly. I don't talk that way. And that's something like when I was a kid, I didn't use it for that. I yeah. use it for that now, and you know I still filter myself to the point sometimes, especially when I'm in the public or you know I try to f- I try to filter it around my kids, but I still cuss around my kids, and you know sometimes my my wife goes, hey, "Come on," and I'm just like, "It's just words," like right. you were saying, right? And it's not a big deal. It's cussing in my house if you're just cussing. And you cuss, and it's not at me, and it's not in a disrespectful tone towards right. me, then I don't care. Uh, how are you about, like, if, like, I were to come over and your son was to say a cuss word in front of me, would you tell him that it wasn't it wasn't okay because it's only good in front of family? Uh, I think if he was to cuss in front of you, it would have to be situational. Because I don't want him to be, like, trying to show off. Right, that's what I mean. So you're like, why are you saying that? Is it because that's how you feel, or is it just because, oh, Gabe's here, I'm gonna cuss and right. I'm gonna be cool because that's what or I like, don't want. Or like, if you had like, or like, if my wife was there or somebody else was there, like, would you have the discussion with him of like, okay, there's time and place? Yeah, yeah. I think, that, so. I think. See, I feel like that's a positive way to do it. Where like, if you do let him cuss, then you get to have the idea of time and place. Where if you tell him those words are bad, don't say them ever. Yeah, he's not gonna have that. That sort of thing. Where with, I had the opposite. It was like those words are whatever. They're they're just words. Say them as you feel free. Yeah. And I said them at school and got me a lot of trouble. And I would say them. And I had to learn time and place on my own. Right. So it's like I feel like the way you're doing it with your kids is probably the best way to do it. It's like it's not like they're like I remember I was a kid. I used to have this like thing when I'd hear somebody say the f word who'd never said it before, like on TV. Yeah. Like, like I remember just recently there was a, a Seinfeld said it on a special. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, Jerry Seinfeld just said that. <laughs> like, all right. Like, I remember thinking like, oh, okay, he's normal. Right. And I was thinking like, I wonder what it sounds like coming out of like Brian Regan who never cusses. You know, <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, him yeah, saying yeah. it. You know, like, oh my God, Brian Regan's <laughs> a... And when I was a kid, I remember thinking like, I wonder what it sounds like if like so-and-so said... And then like, and I didn't, I didn't have the idea of like, Everybody says these words. Yeah. Like, there's no real such thing as a taboo word. word. I mean, even if you say something as basic as the F word, like you say that phrase, not yeah. the actual word, but you say the, the F, F word, word, you know the word. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one's ever gone, well, shit. They're like, whoa, what is that word? <laughs> like, I've never heard that before, yeah. sir. It's like, no, it's like everyone knows these words from. Exactly. My kid probably knows them now. Yeah. But it's like. It's one of those things where it's like you, you we have to pretend like these words have meaning. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it worse is we're giving them this meaning. Like if someone goes, ah, oh, son of a bitch. Like, whoa, whoa, dude. Like what? <laughs> right, like yeah. I just dropped a hammer on my toe. <laughs> son of a bitch is a good word to use right now. <laughs> right. Like, oh, sh- golly, geez. Yeah. You know, it's like no one, no one talks like that. <laughs> and I, I feel like in a way you, you like people do their kids a disservice when like they don't let them cuss because like you're going to have the weird kid now. Yeah. Who's going to say shucks. When he gets punched. Exactly. He's going to call someone a, you know, a, 
You're you're a ninny poop. <laughs> you're a fathead. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. No. Don't do that. Yeah. It's 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 you know it's so yeah it's it's a it's a weird balancing act because my my wife's in in that in that uh, camp where she doesn't want the kids to cuss at all. I see your point though because I mean my kid couldn't handle it right now. Right. My kid my kid can't handle the word poop. I keep telling him <laughs> don't say poop and don't say butt. Because it's not because I, I care that you don't say them. It's yeah. that you'll say them in company when you shouldn't. Right. When we're, when we're yeah. entertaining. With with the four-year-old, I, I see that. But, yeah, it's more of an issue with the 10-year-old at this point. Because he still, like, giggles when I say it. Yeah. And he's like, you know. And then he'll hear me say it, get wide-eyed, and then look at my wife. And she's just like, you know. You going to do something about this, Mom? Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to do. This do you, is what's going on. Do you do it situationally where you can kind of use it almost like the dad voice thing? Yeah. Where, like, he knows, oh, dad just dropped if the I, F-bomb Yeah, if I, if I say, yeah, completely. It's completely that situation. Like, yeah. if I cuss, it's for, it, he knows that I'm serious or I'm pissed off or, hey, yeah. dad's in, he needs to be a minute. You know, yeah. it's that it's that situation. That's is good. that is that how it is? Yeah, for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still haven't really cussed in front of him. I I, I still keep myself from doing it. But yeah. I do it in stupid times when I've got caught doing. <laughs> uh, I'll be like, we'll be driving and like, I, and I use the word bitch like universally. <laughs> male, driving, yeah. Male driving. or female, you're a bitch if you're <laughs> an sense, idiot. The center caps off. Yeah. When I'm driving. Yeah, but like I'm saying, like of the story, it's like it has nothing to do with the gender of the person, so don't get anybody get offended. <laughs> But, like, this lady had cut me off. I was like, what's this bitch doing? And Julie, my wife's like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? Like, yeah. what? Oh, yeah, the oh, kids are behind us. Oh, my bad. Yeah. And it's actually worse because my son might start going, oh, bitch is a female driver. Like, no, it's no. not. <laughs> bitch is anybody who cuts me off regardless of gender. Like, you know, so it's like, it's like, yeah. yeah. I, we had a, um, our friend, um, um, uh, what's his name? We played football with him, our coach's son, uh, Brandon. No. Brandon told me a story. He was a... Um, a loss prevention guy. And he didn't realize the way he had to talk to his son about certain things. There were these guys that were stealing from a store and he was watching a surveillance tapes. Yeah. They happened to be African-American dudes. And he was like, daddy, what are those guys doing? He goes, they're stealing. He goes, those are bad guys. And he was like, Oh, they went to a store later and there was this black family. He goes, look, daddy, more bad guys. He was like, Nope, that's not what that means. (laughs) He's like, I tell the family. He's like, I'm sorry. He explained it to them what happened, and he's like, I think my son's kind of, he was like probably like two or three. He's like, I think he's, you know, and I explained to him. So it's like one of those things where, like, I think about that, where, like, if I call someone a, a word or I use a word in a situation, is my son going to equate that situation, situation. with the word? That's why I asked if, like, you have it where you're basically mad. Because if I'm walking around the house just, just throwing every, everything around, he's going to be like, one, he'll probably they have less meaning to him, which is a probably a positive thing. But yeah. the second point, he'll throw them around like they're nothing, which is like, no, nah, it's like it's like having a weapon. It's like you gotta know how to use it exactly. if you're gonna own it. Like yeah. you can't walk around your house with your gun in your hand and being like, Whoa, it's <laughs> a big deal. Bang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Boop, boop, boop. But yeah, so it's like it's a there, yeah, there is a definite balancing act between that. And it's yeah. like I don't want to squash his his ability to it, to express his emotions, but at the same time, I also don't want him to be like, well, this son of a bitch pizza. Like, nope, <laughs> nope, stop. <laughs> Not go back. <laughs> you know? So yeah, it was a definite balancing act with that. And yeah, he's yeah. going to be real surprised when he hears how I really talk. <laughs> 
can never listen to my podcast ever. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's funny. I think it's funny when my wife curses. Your wife doesn't curse much either, so I've heard her curse before, and when she does, it's hilarious. Just like my wife. My wife never cusses. Especially her family doesn't believe it. Like, I'll put stuff on Facebook that yeah. my wife has said, and they're like, there's no way. I'm like, no, she does. She does say that. Yeah. She's called me this name many times. <laughs> yeah. She she cusses she cusses more now. My wife, she cusses more a little more now. Yeah. When it's just us two. And, like, something, you could tell, like, something's irritating her, or, you know, something happens. <laughs> and she just lets one fly, and I'll be like, oh. This is getting it's getting on your nerves. Something's getting under your skin. Yeah, she's she's uh, and then when she drives, if she's in the passenger seat or if she's in the driver's seat and somebody's doing something crazy or stupid, she lets them fly. Sometimes I love your wife as much as I can love anyone, <laughs> you know. But she is a scary driver. <laughs> yeah, I used to drive with her. We went to that school together, and like. It got to the point where sometimes she's like, I'll drive. I'm like, ah, I'll drive. I'm good. I'll just drive. Because, yeah. like, like, you're driving down Folsom Boulevard, and she's cutting people off and riding people's asses. I'm like, we're not even late. What are we doing? Yeah. That's <laughs> It's funny because it's transitioned. Like, it's... No, she's slow. She drives like a granny now. Yeah. Kids will do that to you. Yeah. Yeah. I drive super slow. But she's just like... And she's... I don't know. It's like a weird mix. It's it's weird. I drive all the place uh, everywhere now. Yeah. Like if we're going on a trip or anywhere, I'll just drive. It's just I just get in and drive. And I know you listen. Don't think I think you're a bad driver. <laughs> you're a good driver. She, I'm gonna get a phone call this She's week. Very cautious. I'm gonna get a phone call this week. <laughs> well, if you don't like it, you're not. He's a few episodes me. behind, so it might That's be a good. few just random phone yeah. call from my wife. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> you're oh, be... you don't like the way I drive? Like, oh, <laughs> damn it. I'm gonna boss give you some curse words right now. Tell you how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we play video games, dude. It was like, it was like Ralphie on Christmas Story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a totally your wife, yeah. dude. So we play. I'd shoot her in Halo. She'd be so mad. <laughs> yep. Dude, after hearing this episode, she's gonna be like, "Come over, we're playing Halo <laughs> once and for all." Welcome to the Pops Culture Podcast. She only play. She she only play with you or that's my it? oldest. Yeah, she wouldn't. She don't play with me anymore. She hates video She'll games. She'll only play with me because she wants to beat me. <laughs> there is a rivalry there. There is a definite rivalry. Yeah. A rivalry completely like set in fantasy land where she thinks she can beat me. It's, it's oh, not. Yeah. She, she, she is the mess. best. She is the best at, at um, what was that, the game that she's played when she was pregnant when I, me and her were home together all the time? <laughs> Viva Pinata. Viva Pinata. She is the top Viva Pinata player she in the is. world. She is. Yeah, but. She will tell you about it, too. That was she my, tells my oldest all the time. My favorite This time. game. I know this game. This is how you have to do this and this and this. Dude, that was the best. It was when I was going through a breakup, and I remember being home alone all day. <laughs> And then she was there pregnant with your first kid. Which just there. Did she play Viva Pinata? And I'd sit there and eat, eat like sugary cereal on the couch watching her being like, there's a hedgehog. There's a hedgehog. <laughs> Do it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Dude, dude, I would come up like, have you put any traps out for any new animals? <laughs> What's our daily update on the uh, garden? <laughs> if me now at 42 could see myself then, I'd be like, dude, go to the friggin' gym. What are you doing? Get out of the house. Yeah, just house. do something. <laughs> Leave the pregnant girl alone. Get out of the house. That's her. That's her new thing, though. She's transitioned that uh, 
pinata game into actual gardening. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, my son wants to start gardening. My, my mom brought over some pumpkin seeds, and then he watered them, and they grew, and he's like, we should, dude, he grabbed like eight different sets of seeds at the store. I'm like, we're not buying any of that. We only have a garden <laughs> set up. We have like three, like, pots. That's it. Like, we need to set up a garden, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, though. She's got a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. She gets the kids all involved, and yeah, the, the four-year-old, he loves going out there and checking out, and she recently bought some ladybugs to go eat some. Eat the aphids, aphids or whatever. Aphids off of the, yeah. Yeah. We got a bunch of ladybugs, which is cool, because we don't have any aphids anymore. <laughs> nice. Yeah. When, yeah. I was, when I was up in Grass Valley, dude, you, you could see, like, they had these, like, these swarms of ladybugs. Yeah. They're, they became creepier than they were cute. <laughs> I could see that. There's a lot of them. I was yeah. Like, oh. Any any bug in abundance is kind of scary. It is, yeah. It's it's a little bit out there. Yeah. Like, you could be like, oh, there's a whole lot of butterflies here. This is kind of weird. Like, <laughs> It's never not off-putting. Yeah. <laughs> These people with, like, those monarch butterflies on their noses and their fingers and their face. And, like, at a certain point, you're going to be like, I got enough monarchs on my face. <laughs> this is a lot of butterflies. Please stop. I'm very uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, <laughs> dude, I even like opening, like, the packs of worms when I go fishing. I'm like, <laughs> there's 12 gigantic worms in here. <laughs> it's creepy as hell. That is creepy. Yeah. No thanks. Animals in large packs never end well for humans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about, uh, oh yeah, Love Actually. Okay, did you watch it? Yeah. And? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, it, For a okay. backstory, everybody, Love Actually is my favorite Christmas movie and one of my Christmas movies. movie? I thought it was your favorite, favorite rom-com. It is my favorite rom-com as okay. well. It's, well, it's kind of tied up for Sleepless in Seattle with, with rom-coms, but yeah, it's probably my favorite rom-com too. I don't know. I felt like that it was weird. It was so like up and down. It's British. Maybe you don't get it. No, I get it. Okay. <laughs> I just, I don't understand. Maybe, it, yeah, whatever. But. I can do without the the Hugh Grant dancing part. Yeah. Yeah. But out of the rest of it, I'm good with. But I just felt like, okay, it, like. Colin was, Firth was great in that movie. Which one was he? He's a guy who was writing and fell in love with a Portuguese chick. And yeah, that was a great. Like he was great. There was so many, like so many characters in that movie. Yeah. I felt like they could cut half of them, and it would have been a great movie. I don't like Alan Rickman's kid learning how to play drums in a week. That bothers me. No, that was Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's kid. Sorry, yeah, Liam Neeson's kid learning how to play drums in a week. That was a pro- that was the biggest problem with that movie that I've always had. Uh, that was the problem with that. The <laughs> biggest problem. <laughs> the biggest problem. The other problem was being that the dude's best friend, the guy from Walking Dead, was a complete prick. Yeah, yeah. That was just that's a dick weird. It's a dick move all the way. around. That was just weird. Like, why is that? In, why is this a part of the movie? Yeah. Like, so spoiler alert for this movie if you haven't seen it. It's like ten years old. Yeah. So and then like she, the whole door with the the cards. You're ruining your spoiler alert. Because you're, you're just, you're being cryptic. <laughs> okay. When he shows up at okay, so Kira, Kira Knightley, Knightley gets married and the, guy's the husband's friend. upstairs, right? They're best friends. The, the husband is best friends with this guy who acts like he hates Kira Knightley the whole time. It's really because she finds out he's actually in love with her. Love with her. And the guy is Rick from the from, wedding video. Right. And the guy is, is Rick from, weird. from uh, Rick Grimes. Dead. It's, uh, I can't remember the actor's name right now, but. From Walking Dead. Yeah. He does have a beard and he looks like a big, big girly man. Uh, yeah, I should know his name. But Anyway, he shows up at the house with a bunch of cards. With like, cue cards. Like, yeah. And he's like, he like the plays Bob the Dylan music. Video. He says, he tells her to lie to her husband. Right. 
and tell them that it's carolers. Yeah. And so he's standing there and he turns on some Christmas music and then he just has her read these flashcards that he's got. Professing his love Professing for her. his love and and then he just turns it off and walks away. See, that's, And then she chases him right. and kisses him. Right. So, okay, I think that scene would have been okay if, one, she didn't kiss him. Right. And Agreed. two, he doesn't profess how much he loves her because he did it like as an apology because she found out from watching the wedding video that he only filmed her that he was in love with her and that's why he was being a dick to right. her so i think if he had done it in a way where he was like look i'm sorry i had this crush on you but you're married to my best friend and i respect that and i'm just gonna love you as a friend from now on yeah. or whatever that would have saved that scene and then she hadn't kissed him or anything like that it would have been fine yeah but yeah that was a weird one yeah that was weird. That was just weird. But Karen Eilish so cute. I don't she know. is. She's yeah. She's adorable. And then the other weird with the Alan Rickman thing was weird. They cheated on his wife, or he was going to. Yeah. Here's the thing with Alan Rickman. The thing about that storyline that bothered me was so so Emma Thompson looks at the box and sees the little diamond thingy or the little the, really, the necklace. It was really shitty necklace too. Like it a gold like, with the yeah. It was like rusty gold. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then she later sees the box under the tree that looks that size. Right. Opens it. It's a Joni Mitchell CD, and she automatically thinks he's cheating on her. Right. Where like, how do you know there's not another one under the tree? Exactly. That's that? Yeah. And yeah. But and, they did have the Christmas party, and that chick was being totally flirty with yeah. him, and he was just like, whatever it is. Yeah. It's nothing. How do you not hide this, your side pieces Christmas thing at work? <clears throat> Bring it home, kids. Yeah. That would that that whole storyline. I was just like, oh, this is just awful. I think what I like about the movie is the fact that I've seen it so many times now. Is the the different jokes in it less than the storylines? Like they're when they go, they're they're doing the manger scene for Christmas, and the girls the second the lobster. She's <laughs> the second. That's lobster. great. Yeah, because they have so many kids. Yeah, they, they just gotta characters. make up stuff. Yeah. yeah, and then like uh, like when uh, he's going door to door looking for the girl in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. And, He's just like, are you the prime minister? So, yep, part of the new service. Getting around everybody by the end of the year. (laughs) The little kids making them sing carol songs and all that. Yeah. (laughs) That part's funny. Yeah. And then his driver totally has the voice. The baritone. Yeah. (laughs) There's certain things like that. Like, you know, like uh, the part with Colin Firth where he's just like, Oh, don't, don't worry. The novel kind of sucks anyway. Yeah. With the pages. She's like, <laughs> they're, they're like saying exactly yeah. the same thing. It's so great. Yeah. And that, the end scene of that storyline where he learned the to restaurant and that was, that was a little like over the top, but I was like, okay, Rob, you know, yeah. romantic comedy. Okay, cool. And then, uh, the other, the other one that was weird was the, uh, uh, the dude coming to America. The Hobbit guy. That one was weird, but then the Hobbit guy where they're like stand-ins for oh yeah for a porn, for movie. porn movie, and I'm just like, this is just like completely off. It's just I don't know. It was just as it corny as like it sounds. Left field. As corny as it sounds, I think the idea of it was that if you take the idea of love, it's all around, which was the whole theme of the stupid yeah, Christmas yeah. song. Um, that. Like, it's everywhere in any kind of situation that can permeate a situation. Okay. Be it you're the prime minister and there's a girl in your office, be it you're in the middle of being a stand-in for porn actors <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> that, like, you'll, it, it finds a way, kind of like life finds a way with Jurassic Park. And, and that's like how that. I felt. But then there was, you know, the weird storylines, like, 
you know, Andrew Lincoln, that's his name, comes and professes his love to the chick, and then she, yeah, and I was like, okay, that's... But I think that's also trying to say, like, you can love someone and still not be with them. Or you could just love someone obsessively because you're crazy. Well, there's actually there's actually a one of those things where somebody took the um, uh, the trailer or took parts of it and made it into a horror movie, <laughs> and that's actually one of the scenes in it. It's the horror movie. Yeah, that's one funny. of the scenes. And then and then the uh, the old record guy with his producer. Yeah. That he's just, he just completely shits on him the whole movie, <laughs> and then he's like, "Yeah, I love you, whatever, you know." <laughs> Spent my career with a chubby employee. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a great character when he's on doing that radio interview. Billy Mac. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you anything you want to know. It was the best shag you ever had. Pretty Spears. <laughs> Just kidding. She was terrible. <laughs> ah, such a good line. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then that guy's like making fun of his record. It's like ah, this old oh, guy trying man. to make record. Oh, finds out he's a guest on my my buddy's <laughs> show in the next hour. <laughs> It was a boy band or whatever it is that had the album. Yeah, the... <laughs> don't buy drugs, kids. Become a pop star. They give them to you for free. <laughs> and that's our time. <laughs> I love the line he has where he goes, I was supposed to be at Elton John's house right now, but there's plenty of women ready to open their mouths for me. <laughs> ah, he's the best character in the whole movie. He is. I love him. Yeah. I think Alan Rickman's funny in that movie because of like, He's Alan Rickman. Like, he's like that bumbling... Yeah, and I was waiting for that... Bored British Alan Rickman. Yeah. I was waiting for his character to, like, flip. Like, I wanted that to work out. Like, to him... For him to be like, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. And and then at the end, you're just like, oh, yeah, they don't live together anymore. They're broken up, and it's over. Yeah. And I'm like, what? It's reality, bro. Uh, (laughs) Just, yeah. I love the guy who goes to America and meets, like, all the hot girls. (laughs) And all the chicks are like totally chicks that are like actresses now. Yeah. It's hilarious. Elijah, Elijah Cuthrop, is that her name? Yeah. Her. Um, she was like 24. Yeah, she's 24. Yeah, she's girl then, next door. And there was the other chick from American Pie. Was it that chick from American Pie? Uh, yes. Yeah, and then there was uh, Denise Richards. Yeah, Denise Richards. And then there was one of them. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and then, but then at the end, like he comes back from the airport and he brings Denise Richards with him. Yeah, and to Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. Who's there? And I was like, I didn't even know no. those were friends. No, it wasn't Andrew Lincoln. It was, yeah. it was his black friend. And Andrew Lincoln was there. No, he wasn't. Yeah. I'm telling you. I just watched it like three days ago. No, a week ago. But still. So he knew the the crazy dude. No, he did know him because they worked the, the weddings together. I think he did know him. Okay. Yeah, I think he knew him. But I don't remember him being in that scene, but... Yeah, he was at the airport. I think everybody was at the airport, because Donald Rickman was at the airport, too, and he met his wife there, remember? Yeah. So maybe Andrew Lincoln was just there. Maybe maybe they... Cr- I don't know. Maybe I... I was Cause, still cause like... Because what's-his-name was there, too? Like, all the characters, I think, were at the airport at the end, because the beginning part where he says that Heathrow is where he watches, he watches people. He watches people at the airport. Yeah, yeah, so I think that's what happened. I think at the end of it, they all came together at the airport in different different in incarnations. Yeah. Because I think, isn't, isn't Liam Neeson there, too? Yeah, because of that scene with the kid yeah. running to... And then she comes back right. from America. Yeah, so they're all there. Yeah, to see so him. that's it. So they're all there. Yeah. This is the most analyzing anyone's ever done of Love Actually, just so you know. I just want to, you know... I, I watched it, and I was like, I still we're like going to talk about this. I still like it. I think it's a good movie. Uh, yeah, it is a good movie. 
I'm not saying it's it's awful. It's I'm just the saying first it's... of its kind of like the whole like movies were like like that Valentine's Day movie where there's like a bunch of like different storylines that are all intertwined and I think it's the first one of those for like the rom coms. Okay. Well, what? There's a movie that I'm thinking of. I can't think of the name. It might have done the same thing. Well, there's the Valentine's Day one. With Never like saw that. Kutcher and all them. Yeah. I didn't see there, but I mean, I know what it is. Um, What's the one with the... Was there one with Dave Chappelle a long time ago? He was in uh, You've Got Mail with, with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Cig- cigarettes? What's oh, that? 200 Cigarettes? That wasn't really a rom-com, though. That no. was like an 80s movie. Yeah, Judd... Um, was his name? But that um, was the, it Paul did Rudd. the kind of same time of thing. Yeah, it was Paul Rudd. Uh, he was Chappelle was the was the throughway of the movie. He was he the was driver, the cab driver. Yeah, yeah. But it was Paul Rudd and Courtney Love were were one story. Um, Casey Affleck and somebody else was one story, and there was the other one too um, with uh, Jay Moore, and it was that was called Blow. It was a blow or go go go. That was, but those those, ones, those ones weren't rom coms. No, yeah. And those that that idea of those rom coms with each story actually has pretty big stars in it. Yeah. Like that Valentine's Day one has like a bunch of people in it. So it's like I think it was like one of the first ones to do that. Um. But yeah, no, yeah, Go is a cool movie. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, that was a good movie. Jay Moore, like William Fickner, was that guy's name is. Um, can't remember who else is in that movie, but that's a good movie. That is a good movie. I'll start with The Girl Next Door. That's a great movie. That's a really underrated movie. Girl Next Door? Yeah, with Isaac Cuthrope or whatever. Billy, um... Oh, I yeah. I forget the guy's name who's in it. He's like, um, the kid who was in, um, in, um, uh, Into the Woods or whatever. Into the Wild. Um, a lot, um, damn. <laughs> Apparently he's like a real asshole to work with. Like, he doesn't get many jobs anymore because he's a real jerk on set. Can't think of his name now. And then, um, what's his name, uh, who was on The Office... Who was like the really good looking salesman who's on uh, Justified? Timmy the Oliphant. Timmy the Oliphant. He yeah. was like the really sleazy porn director guy who like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was he was great in that movie. That's a cool movie. That's a really underrated movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Yeah. That's a good one. Well, I'm glad you at least saw it. Yeah. I, well, I watched it because you said it was one of your favorites. So I was it like, is. I gotta check it out. You hate rom coms. I'm surprised you shot through it. I did. But the, so I'm starting to watch this movie and I'm like, yeah, it's a romantic comedy, the kids, whatever. And then, yeah, it's just, there's nudity, lots of nudity. It's British, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize I, that. So the Brits love nudity. It took me like two days to finally watch it, you know, yeah. when the kids were distracted or not watching so I could watch it. But yeah. So a heads up if you're checking out Love Actually. Yeah. Lots of nudity. Lots of nudity, lots of cursing. Cursing, nudity. Hey man, when I went to extramarital England, affairs. When I went to England, I felt <laughs> at home. When I went to London with all the cursing, it's like these people know how to talk. That's awesome. Yeah, I gotta go there. Do you do? You'd love it. You'd love it the most. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about that movie you about Pulp Fiction earlier. I was making a hamburger. My wife's like, "What kind of burger is that?" I was like, "It's a Royale with cheese." She's <laughs> like, "What?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." You haven't seen that movie. Or if you have, it was too long ago if you care. She doesn't care. Dude, she doesn't understand. She's like, how do you understand? How? She'll tell me, like, how do you not know if you lock the door at the house, but you can remember every line from a movie? Because <laughs> I, mean, I remember shit She's that's important. Programmed. Yeah. That's the way I am. I'll tell you I'll tell you the entire plot of Meatballs. <laughs> Bill Murray movie from the we 80s. We have a 20-minute discussion about a rom-com. 
<laughs> but I can't remember to pick up milk at the grocery store. It's like that episode of The Office when, uh, when Pete can go through the entire uh, Die Hard from beginning yeah. to dialogue to the end. Yeah. <laughs> totally, dude. I could probably do that with some movies. Yeah. Yeah, for there's, sure. There's a few. You could probably do it with Too Die many. Hard. I could probably do it with Die Hard. Off the top of my head, I could do it probably with Die Hard. I could probably do it with both Tron movies. Really? And probably the f- original Star Wars and yeah, original maybe Star Wars. Empire. For sure, original Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then maybe... Tombstone. I could do Tombstone. Yeah. Tombstone. Maybe Indiana Jones. Huh. I definitely could do Indiana Jones. Maybe Indiana Jones. I haven't seen that movie in so in many years. Though, yeah. I, I couldn't even do the second one. Dr. Jones. <laughs> Can we have a really racist child character in this movie? <laughs> you bet. You bet. <laughs> You think there was a discussion at all in the uh, in, in the studio? Like, should we give him a rice paddy hat? Nah, let's give him a Yankees hat. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going over the top of the rice paddy hat. <laughs> it might be a tad too much. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> there was we was a toss up between an Asian kid who was exactly like you'd expect an Asian caricature to be. Or a black guy. (laughs) You know that was discussed. Yeah. That movie would have been better if it wasn't for the girl in it. I couldn't stand her. His love interest? In in Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. She was so annoying. She was. She was super annoying. Yeah, I kind of wanted her heart to get ripped out. There's a few characters I've witnessed that in movies where I've been like, you're so annoying, I can't watch this movie anymore. Almost every Clint Eastwood movie with Sandra Locke in it. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, I can do. There's some classic movies with her in it, but I'm like, damn. <laughs> can you just cast somebody else, please? Because he was married to her at the time, so yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. It's Yoko, it's a blonde Yoko. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, we should do a podcast on that. People who've ruined movies by being terrible. You know, like all three of the prequels, Hayden Christensen. <laughs> Or two out of three of them. Two. Okay. That kid was also ruined. He me. was terrible. He, he wasn't was interested. Uh, by the way, I was at the gym the other day and that movie and uh, Attack of the No was it Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Whichever. What was the third one? Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith was on. I'm working out. There's no sound on. It's just on. Yeah. Hayden Christensen is still a shitty actor. <laughs> yeah. He's watch, awful. Dude, watching He's awful. Watching it language. on mute is probably worse. Oh, my God. Like, you can't even stand. <laughs> dude, his body language is so bad. It's bad. Oh, my God. It's terrible. He's, like, listening to Yoda talk, and, it, like, he's squirming. <laughs> and you're, like, dude, like, uh, it's, like, you're not even being chastised in the scene. Yeah, you know what's going on yeah. in the scene? Bad. Oh, so bad. And then he's like, he smiles at Obi Wan. I'm like, you, you want to bang Obi Wan right now? Don't, <laughs> don't smile like that. By the way, Obi Wan was kind of annoying too. His yeah. whole like when he was fighting against Grievous, his little like put his arm back with the lightsaber and put his arm forward with two fingers, <laughs> like he's lining up on him. That, that that was annoying. Like, what? Who taught you that body language? Yeah, yeah. But Hayden Christensen, oh my gosh! Like you could bring an alien down here from Earth, <laughs> show him movies, and be like, that guy sucks at acting. Like, I know. <laughs> I know. You want to see what ruined the whole franchise? Yeah. They could have pulled it out in two and three after the the debacle with that kid and stupid Jar Jar. No. But no. They didn't. 
No, and then they doubled down on the last one with the stupid milk nipple thing with Luke. Oh yeah, I guess Luke was here. Uh, Luke, Mark Hamill was pissed about that. Really? Because there were scenes of him like being emotional with like Han dying and stuff like that, and he was just like, "You're gonna show me get milk titty milk out of this big bird instead." Okay. Huh. Yeah. Didn't know that. I guess he was not happy about that. Weird. Uh, but speaking of those movies and other movies like that, I've been reading all kinds of speculation on Avengers Four. I would like it to come out now. <laughs> that was the thing I told you. Like you get to the end of it and you're like, uh, now I gotta wait a year. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched a few other. But two we get Ant Man next month. Yeah, but it happens before. So why? And still, it'll be a. When's it Captain might be Marvel like, huh? When's Captain Marvel come out? Uh, February, I think. Okay. But there might be, like, just this much of a nugget. The for... post-credit scene is going to be the only nugget, and it's going to be what happened to them, how they survived. It'll be, like, right after, right when it happens. Yeah, they'll they'll be in the quantum world, and it'll survive. And, and It'll still be good. It'll and they've already said that Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer are going to be in Avengers. Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer is his wife, who comes back from the quantum room. Oh. So. Spoiler alert. Not really. <laughs> Everyone knows about it. I've watched Avengers now about... I don't know what happens to Michael Pena because he's hilarious. That was his dude. <laughs> I don't know what happens to T.I. <laughs> he's gone. Yeah, T.I.'s probably And the dead. Russian kid, gone. Yep. Same. Maybe Thanos killed Biggie. Um, <laughs> but no, I've watched like three times now, I think. and Three times? I'm still sympathetic to Thanos. Yeah. Like when he cries, I'm like, ah... Oh, it's Poor brutal. Guy. It's brutal. I know. I like Thanos. I He's wish a great he character. Asshole. He's a great character. He really is. He beats the shit out of Hulk. Like, who gets an axe to the chest and says, you should have aimed for my head? Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> you still lose. <laughs> Even though there's an axe in my chest. <laughs> he just backs out of the portal. Yeah. Goodbye. See you later. <laughs> Although deal I, with that. I did see the thing. I think you you were on the thread with Mark and I, or I think I think it was you. Maybe a different Aaron, but we're like different ways they could have defeated Thanos. And one of them was Doctor Strange opening a portal when he goes to punch him and then close the portal so his arm falls yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, that could have happened. It did. Ha- I mean, it happened to that one guy. Why not? Yeah, could have happened to him. <sighs> yeah, it would have been perfect though. They opened it, the portal and some jackass grabs it. What's this? <laughs> No! No! <laughs> oh, I've, I've liked that other theory about just tell John Wick that Thanos killed his dog. <laughs> Have you seen either of those movies? I've always, You know what's funny? Ironically, I've only seen the part where his dog gets killed. <laughs> and then you turn it off. No, I was, I was like, oh, this is that movie. How is that the part where you, like, stop? It was on TV. I was like, oh. It was on TV. You don't want to watch that anyway. I turned it on. I don't like, watch that I movie know. on TV. I know. I turned it on, though, and I was like, oh, I want to see some... Like, so maybe some crazy fight scene because I heard the choreography is cool. So I turn it on real quick and I'm like, what is this part? And I'm like, oh. And then all of a sudden I see him breaking the house. I'm like, is this a... I'm like, oh, it's the part where they kill the puppy. Oh, that's shitty. Well, I'm going to turn it off. Did you see the backstory on the puppy? No, but I, I, I know... Everyone I know who's liked that movie has told me everything about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I yeah. Know why. It's a great, yeah, great movie. The second one's good, too. Third one will probably be good. Speaking yeah. of third ones and, and Keanu Reeves, Bill and Ted Part Three yeah. is in production. Heard about that? That'll I don't know cool. if I'm excited. The second one was terrible. The second one was terrible. Yeah, that was a terrible movie. But but I saw it anyway. Yeah, I saw it like <laughs> ten times, dude. Yeah. 
It's a terrible movie, but... Bogus Journey. How are they going to do without Rufus? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's that, That's tough. That's tough. And without the... the What's his name? The... Um, um, Clarence uh, Clemens. The big black dude from right. the East Street Band. He yeah. was the guy who was like in charge when they went to yeah, the future. Yeah. He's dead, too. How old is that movie? When did the Excellent Adventure come out? It's like 30 years ago. Let me Google that real fast. Yeah, that's that was a great... Dude, that movie was like nothing anyone had ever seen before. No! That was like a, a time travel, and it was like historical, so it like had mixed in like history and... Did it... Do you think they copied um, 89? Do you think they copied Doctor Strange with the phone booth? Doctor Strange? No, Doctor Strange, I mean... Um, uh, what's it called? What's that British show? Oh, every... Doctor Who? Yeah, the British show that all the sad girls watch. Yeah, Doctor Who. So, Doctor Who copied them, or? No, they co- Doctor Who's been around forever. Oh, yeah, but. I wonder if they copied it, like, with the phone booth thing. Maybe. I'm... Does it matter? No, I'm just curious. I think it'd be interesting if they did. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Yeah. But I still feel like it's, despite that, it's still pretty. Oh, yeah, I don't care. I mean, I'm not like I'm a Doctor Who fan. San Dimas High School football rules. <laughs> Dude, that <laughs> phrase, everyone knows that phrase. Everybody. <laughs> San Dimas High School football rules. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> I cannot to this day ever hear Socrates' name without thinking of Socrates. Socrates. Socrates Johnson. <laughs> Bob, Billy the Kid. And uh, Napoleon eating the Ziggy Piggy. I can't. And then when they ask him to pay, he says, pay? <laughs> like he's pissed off at them. Oh, man. I love that movie. Oh, dude. So many fond memories of... Was that... Is that Mr. Bean who plays Napoleon? No, no, no. It's not? Uh, no. Rowan Atkinson? No, it's different. He's in that movie, too, Love Actually. He is. He's Mr. I was like, and Mr. Bean's in this movie? Uh, he's at the end, To bring too. it back. Yeah. He's at the end, too. He, like, distracts the security <laughs> at the airport. Yep. So, and I'm like, this guy is, like, Cupid or something. Rowan Atkinson, yeah. That's right. But then he's, he's like, putting all the flowers. We're just bouncing all over the place now. But That's all right. Doesn't he's matter. putting the flowers and nobody's listening. <laughs> he's putting the flowers in the bag when he's wrapping up the, yeah. the gift wrap and it's taking forever. He knows. This is so much more than yeah. gift wrap. You're cheating on your wife. I have to make sure she knows. You think that was, do you think there was like some kind of like secret thing where he was actually like, like he well, he winked did. down at uh, Liam Neeson when the kid, like he's like, did that on purpose. Liam's Neeson's. Yeah. So I can't, again, another name. I can't, <laughs> Key and Peel ruined that name for me. <laughs> Liam Neeson's. Uh, I'm trying to see who played him. Played, uh... Who played, uh... Napoleon. Napoleon, yeah. yeah Bill and Ted's. Uh, <laughs> Boys and the girls are doing it! <laughs> the water slides. Yeah. What was water the water loo. slide? Yeah, Waterloo! That's where Napoleon, <laughs> right. Napoleon lost. The battle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I was Napoleon and I was stuck in St. Nevis, where would I go? Waterloo. <laughs> uh, Billy Terry Camilleri. Nice. Who played him? He was... Oh, he played... Um, um, Superman 3. <laughs> yeah, no, he was in something, though, recently. Uh, he's a, dude, this guy's been in a lot of movies. <laughs> he's been in... Yeah, that came out in... You said 89? 89, yeah. 
He's doing a lot of movies. Not any. Not a lot of them were like were well known movies. It looks like like Hey DJ, and he was in Geely. The Ben Affleck no. shit movie. Never saw it. No, no one saw it. No one did. No one saw it. Uh, but yeah, he was in Jag. <laughs> Jag. You know, he was in the Truman Show. He was man in the bathtub. <laughs> That's but. L-I-N-C-O-L-N. <laughs> I know how to spell Lincoln. <laughs> when he's in the his dad, he's interrogating. They they busted all the historical figures yeah. in the police station, and he's interrogating Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> that guy who played Lincoln. Yeah. Fun fact. Retired from acting, now living in Salinas Valley in the Monterey Bay area, Central California, must must have joined a uh, must have joined a, a gang. <laughs> Played Abraham Lincoln in four different projects. There you go. And he writes he TV shows it. for kids. He faxes all of his stuff to L.A. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, interesting guy. He looks he looks a lot like Lincoln. You got to kind of like go with that. That's you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bernie Casey. I don't think he's alive either. Mr. Ryan. Mr. Ryan. Their teacher. Oh, yeah. He was, um, he's been in a lot of movies. Spies yeah, Like yeah, Us. Yeah. yeah. yeah he, was, he was great. That guy's awesome. I don't think he's alive anymore, though. Pretty sure Ben Casey. Yeah, he died in 2017 at the age of 78. I like that guy. So he was. That's 40 years ago, dude. 2017. No. That movie was made almost 40 years ago. What? 89. Holy sh... Jeez, it was. 89. That's insane. 89. 89. No, 30 years ago. 30. Yeah, 30 yeah, years ago. 30 years. Still. 30 years. There's no way I was two when that movie came out. <laughs> yeah. No. Because if that's the case, then you're then he is a he is a vampire. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm tired. It's late. But 30, 30 years. 30, 30 years, years that's... And then, uh, yeah, Return of the Jedi just turned 35. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's uh Keanu Reeves has been in just just to count ninety six movies. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. And then like he you know, there was a while there where he, everybody thought he was a joke and now he's coming back and he's He's not a great actor. No, but he's killing it and what he's doing. But he's good at who he is. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine movies in pre-production. One of them, John Wick 3, the other Bill and Ted 3, called Bill and Ted Face the Music is the name of it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's he's that guy's killing it. And then, he is. Uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Bill. Um, Winners? Yeah. Um, was it Alex? Alex Winner. Alex Winters, he's been directing movies and stuff yeah. for a while, yeah. That's another great movie is um, the vampire movie he was in. Um, shit, with, uh, with, what's his name? With um, um, 24. Kiefer Sutherland? Kiefer Sutherland. What the hell is that movie? With both the Corys were in it. He was in it. Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Great movie. Great movie. <laughs> maggots, Michael. You're eating maggots. Oh, so creepy. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's eating maggots instead of white rice. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen that. That's a really, really good movie. It is. Both Corys were 
on their game back then. Yeah. All right, we should go. Yeah. Yeah, we should go. We, right. We're running we just, long. We just praised the Corys. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> it's time to shut it down. Shut it down. Put your two 
she ain't a killer, but she fucking blow your head up. I know he wondering what the fuck you hiding. That we dated like rats about Bin Laden. Hey yo, fuck this. Are we dating? Are we fucking? Are we best friends? Are we something in between that? I wish we never fucked, and I mean that. But not really. You say the nastiest shit in bed, and it's fucking awesome.